live from the bell tower, taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast. Oh man, it is that time again. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. We're live. We are live. And it feels good to be live. It does feel good to be live. It feels good to be alive. It does. It feels good to be able to still be able to do this thing as we do every single week. Yeah. And not have been <laughs> kicked off yet. Yes, and we, we always have good stuff to talk about. We do. It's like, you know, it's like we hit the lottery on years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't think there's ever... That's going to go away anytime it soon. It doesn't sound like it, no. It does get kind of difficult sometimes lately because... The news talks about the same thing right, all the time. Yeah. So sometimes we're left like scrambling for something or like digging for something to talk about. But I think that's good because it makes us dig for right. something yeah. to talk about instead of rely on the the media right. or yeah the headlines to, to just tell us what to, us. to talk about. Yep. Yeah. So it it makes us do some homework. It makes us dig a little bit. Yeah. Um, get creative with our shows. Think about getting yeah. certain guests on and stuff. So so it's good. It's been good. Yeah. We're here. We are. <laughs> I mean, we've been doing this what a year over a year and a half, yeah. about a year and a half now. Yeah, and yeah, it's over a year and a half. Now. I don't think we've ever got to a week where we're like, yeah, there's nothing to talk about. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Even if we're like, hmm, what are we gonna talk about? Can we fill a full show? And then it's like we end up going over. Yes. Right? So. Yep. No, we always do pretty good with it. So. I, I think I say that almost every week. It's like, I'm not sure I'm going to have enough to talk about. Yeah. And then at two and a half hours, we're like, all right, right. we got we to Yeah, go we got to tie it up. And we you still haven't gotten to like your two pages of notes. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I still had a page and a half here. Uh, what do we do with this? Maybe do a bonus episode? <laughs> yeah. Which I guess, I mean, we, we could start doing That's true, with extra, our extra stuff, stuff into the bonus episodes because I'm always looking for stuff to do for bonus episodes. So, I mean, that wouldn't be a bad idea. So, something to look at, I guess. Yeah. How's everybody doing out there? The whole no people that are watching so far. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure people will jump in as we go. The comments, yeah. as usual, are always open. Um, our phone line will be open probably later if if we get through our notes in a timely manner yeah. and aren't running out of time. Um, this week is a different week. This is one of those weeks where it's just like, ah. We've talked about everything in the news. Right. Let's do our homework. Let's yeah. let's do a, let's do something a little different. And um, I got to thinking through all the responses that we've been seeing with the Kyle Rittenhouse trial throughout yeah. it, leading up to it, and following it, and then everything else that's going on in the media. I got to thinking of this concept of groupthink, right? And like herd mentality, and how it doesn't matter. If there's any logic behind it at all, that that doesn't matter. People yeah. have kind of thrown that out the window. Right. It just matters that everybody's saying what everybody's saying. Yeah. And if you're not saying what everybody's saying, then you're the problem. Mm. So yeah. that's <laughs> I decided. You know what? Let's let's just discuss that. Let's yeah. not dig into like the news and all the stuff because again, uh, I mean, what are we going to talk about? The Rittenhouse trial, right. COVID. Right. Are we going to talk about? Uh, <laughs> Build back right. better. It's the, the 2021 greatest hits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I figured, I mean, all that ties in with this. Because yeah. every, right. every response to all of those topics yeah. is a group think type response. Yeah. All the things that we, we mentioned where um, with, 
like people coming after those that are against vaccines. That's that's groupthink mentality. The the, the masks was groupthink mentality. Yeah. It's all just that herd mentality. Yeah. I even through my research in this, I even saw a card game called Herd Mentality. Really, and it was kind of like Cards Against Humanity, I guess okay. that that style of game, but. You had to pick one of the cards. You had like a team of three or four players, and everybody on your team couldn't see what the other person was picking, but or something along those lines. But yeah. um, if everybody collectively picked the same card, like definition or whatever, yeah. then you got a point or something. Oh, interesting. But th- if there was an outlier, if there was like somebody that didn't pick the same as the rest of them, yeah, then. He got like a punishment card or something like that. So oh, okay. it was just really interesting huh. to me that there's that we actually turned this into a game. Right, this thing yeah. that, that we talk about all the time of how, uh, and we're going to be talking a lot about today, of how um, if you don't follow the narrative, you get ostracized from yeah. civilization, I guess. Well, they turned that into a card game. That's funny. Yeah. I, I kind of want to get it, though. Yeah. <laughs> just, to, just to see. We should play it. As On a bonus game. episode, we'll, cool. play, <laughs> we'll play Herd Mentality, the yeah. game. Before we get into the episode, though, we got to mention our sponsor that is Run Your Mouth Coffee. You should drink it because everybody's drinking it, and that's the only <laughs> reason you need to drink it. Yes, and if not, you get a point against you. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's doing it. You should do it. Don't think about how much it costs or how it tastes. Yeah. It's just everybody right. else is doing it, so it's good. Exactly. Even so if do you it. don't like coffee, just like get a bag and put it on your shelf. <laughs> Run Your Mouth Coffee actually believes in the opposite of herd mentality. They believe in your ability to be able to say whatever the hell you want, regardless of what everybody else is saying, regardless of how much they push back against you for going against the narrative. That was their whole premise behind it, was being able to say what you wanted to say. Hence the name Run Your Mouth Coffee. They also make delicious coffee. They do. Go to rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you by using the promo code BREAKTHEBELL. That's all one word. Where's my... There it is. rymcoffee.com. Promo code BREAKTHEBELL. 10% off your discount if you if you tell them we sent you uh, because because we love you and they love you and they want to give you discounts. Yes. Um, that's about it. Yeah. So run your mouth and drink good coffee. Yes. Don't follow the crowd and drink no. Folgers. No. Get fresh, delicious stay coffee. W- stay away from the Starbucks. Yeah. Stay away from uh, you know the 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 big store. Um, the, what the what? box brands? Yeah. Uh, Folgers. It, what, what is... uh, Maxwell House. Yeah. Yeah. Them. All yeah. those nasty Dunkin' Donuts. Gross. Oh yeah. I actually haven't had Star. I used to drink Starbucks coffee every single day, and I haven't for probably six months. I've been drinking other other coffees. Yeah. And I went back there and got just regular old coffee at Starbucks. And I was like, this is actually pretty gross. Huh. I don't know how I did this for so many years, but yeah. don't drink that stuff. It was herd mentality. You I went think to so. Starbucks because you felt like everybody else was doing it. I think so. I think yes. you're right. RYMcoffee.com. That is all. So you got anything else for this intro? Yeah. How, how are you doing? How are you? I, 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 I am doing good. I haven't I'm, seen you yes. much today. I know. We've both been uh, kind of busy doing our own thing. Mm-hmm. So I saw an amazing football game last night. Yeah? Yes. How'd that go? Well, it, so Who'd they play, first of Steelers all? Steelers played the Chargers, who, who are, are good. They're a good team. They have a hot young quarterback. Steelers' defense is wrecked. 
Mm-hmm. Most of them are out on COVID protocol. Oh, wow. Um, others are injured. So they had to actually, a lot of their defensive guys were signed on from the practice squad for that game. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. Holy shit. So the defense was getting spanked. Uh, Big Ben was on COVID the last week. So he came in. They weren't sure he was going to make the game, but he did, thank God. And so the Steelers were behind by like uh, 17 points going into, it was the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the Steelers blocked a punt on the 20-yard line, oh, got okay. it back on the five, and was able to get it in for a touchdown. Yeah. Right? Then the one starter on the defense that was still playing was able to knock the ball down, and another guy intercepted it to get the ball on the 20, ran wow. it in for a touchdown. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then, so basically, the Steelers scored 27 points in the fourth quarter. Holy shit. To, to take the lead. So they won, right? No, <laughs> no, they they lost it in the very end um, because again, young players on defense missed a, a passing assignment, a coverage assignment, and mm. so tight end got the ball, ran in for a touchdown. They won by six points, I think, um, or yeah, four points. They won by four points um, at the end of the game, but it was a hell of a comeback. Well, that at least. They fought hard. It wasn't they just did. a total, yeah. total shit it, show. It scared the shit out of everybody in my house because when they blocked that kick, I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And everybody's like, what happened? What happened? <laughs> Dad's dying. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think if you were actually dying, they would believe you. Probably point. not, no. no they'd Especially like, if it's during a football game. <laughs> you're like, stop. Just yeah. stop. All right. I don't think just turn the music up. <laughs> <laughs> would you be quiet out there? Yeah. <laughs> Before we get into the show, we got to mention, check us out all over social media, follow us, like us, subscribe, all that fun stuff. We got ourselves spread oh, pretty okay. wide across yeah. uh, social media now. We've, we're on Facebook. Um, we're on Twitter. Sorry, I had to stop and think. I had a, <laughs> I had a stroke for a second. Twitter, uh, Instagram. We're on the new Space Hay, which is like a remake of the original Facebook, and it is equally- MySpace, MySpace. What did I say? Facebook. Oh, my bad. Space Hay is a creation, recreation of MySpace. Thank you. Um, It's equally as clunky as MySpace was in the early 2000s, but it is, I mean, it's fun. It's like nostalgia, like scrolling through I I, I don't think Tom's in there. Whoever started it is on everybody's friend list, just like Tom was, though. I think it was was remade in Germany, possibly. But yeah, we're on there, too. Uh, Everything... Most of our social media is at Break the Bell Pod. There's a there's a handful of them out there that's just Break the Bell because that's what we started with. And then I tried to make them all Break the Bell Pod yeah. so they were equal with each other. So for the most part, we're all at Break the Bell Pod. Check us out. Like, subscribe. Share the shit all over the place because we love you for it. Absolutely. We love you if you don't do it, but we would love you so much more if you did do it. That works. Yeah? Yeah. You ready to get into this intro? Let's do it. We're going to get into this intro video, and when we come back, we're going to just talk about groupthink, and then we're going to tie that into, I guess, the downfall of corporate media and how that plays into trying to control your thoughts and your your actions and uh, your responses and all that stuff and all your behaviors being controlled by groupthink, but also like managed at the top through corporate media. Sounds very Orwellian. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, my thought with this too. Yeah. So uh, very, very much an Orwellian type 
mm-hmm. scenario here that we are living in currently. So mm-hmm. we're going to get into this real quick, and then we will be right back. What did you say? You talking to me? What? What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What in the heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby! Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? back got something on my sleeve hanging out of it it's that's like scary a, yeah crawling not crawling out of it just hanging out of it oh, okay that's better yeah i scared the shit out of my my family yesterday with a fake cockroach in the middle of recording our <laughs> weekend wrap-up episode it was like right before i heard everybody scream and i forgot <laughs> i had done it i left a fake cockroach on the counter and uh, I guess my daughter was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm not, I'm, I'm not staying here. I'm not staying. And then my wife picked up a knife to stab it, which seems like a proper response to seeing a sure. cockroach. Yeah. I want to know how she would respond to, like, I don't know, me scaring her. <laughs> right. So I'll remember not to jump out and scare her because I'm afraid get I will shanked. get stabbed. And then they realized it was a fake cockroach. And I got a text while we were down here that said, I hate you. And that That's is all. Nice. That's awesome. So, we're going to get into the show. Let's kill the music. You know, they, they say a family that gets the shit scared out of them <laughs> stays together. Is that what they say? Because yeah, yeah. they were all threatening to leave me, so <laughs> I, I don't know if that is true. I think whatever whoever they is, they are 100% wrong. <laughs> so, as I mentioned before, this whole thing sparks from, in my head, from the kind of response to the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff. Yeah. And so I've got some of the responses to those. First, I'm going to read this article. If it pulls up, everything was up before. I love when everything is up and then when it's time, it's not there anymore and it has to refresh. Yeah. So this article is from MSNBC. Oh, my favorites. Yes. You you love them too. We're going to talk about MSNBC as well as all the others all the other major yeah. news corporations today in this groupthink episode. Um, but this one is titled, Kyle Rittenhouse Trial Was Designed to Protect White Conservatives Who Kill. Wow. Are there a lot of white conservatives who kill? Uh, apparently it's a thing. It's becoming wow. a trend, and now we're protecting them from it. Okay. So I'm going to pull this up. It says, Kyle Rittenhouse, who fatally shot two protesters and wounded a third during anti-police brutality demonstrations in Wisconsin— uh, last year has been found not guilty of homicide, an outrageous yet unsurprising verdict in a trial marred by controversy. Can you imagine, um, oh, what's her name? The MSNBC chick. Oh, Rachel Maddow. You, yeah. you just picture her voice. Oh. I can't impersonate Rachel oh. Maddow's voice, but just imagine that she is the one. Condescending. Yes. Yes. 
Kyle Rittenhouse, who fatally shot two <laughs> protests. That, I mean, yeah. that's as much as I got. Yeah. Rittenhouse, who is white, was 17 when he traveled from his hometown in nor- northeast Illinois to protest in Kenosha, Wisconsin, last year, armed with his semi-automatic rifle on the night of August 25th, 2020, as he carried his gun through the streets. Rittenhouse shot dead Joseph Rosenbaum. I like how they point out that Rittenhouse was white. I know. But they well, never point out... I know, the, the race of the other guys. Joseph Rosenbaum, who is white. Who is white. Anthony he Huber, who was white. And Gage Grosskreutz, <laughs> who surprisingly was white. Wow, all three of them? And had a gun. But weren't no they less. BLM protesters? Because that, that's the headline I see, is that Rittenhouse... Kills three BLM protesters. Black allies. Yeah, right, right. Yes. Rittenhouse was found not guilty on all five charges, which included first-degree intentional homicide, first-degree recklessly endangering safety, and attempted first-degree intentional homicide. The case had the makings of an acquittal before the trial even began. Really? The outcome seemed clear even before an almost exclusively white jury pool was selected. Even before Judge Bruce Schroeder created an uproar by the ruling, blah, 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 all the shit that we already yep, know, yep, right? Right. We, we don't have to go back over yeah. all the shit. This isn't a Kyle Rittenhouse episode by right. any stretch. No. I'm just pointing out right. what's ha- going on here. The, the picture painted in front of us. With these endorsements, white conservatives felt all the more comfortable swaddling Rittenhouse in the protection they often give to police vigilantes serving white conservative interests. Police and vigilantes. From George Zimmerman, we know what that was. Right. Who wasn't even white. To Mark and Patricia McCloskey. They're going there with this. Wow. Yeah. Wow. They didn't do it. As stupid as fuck as they were. Yeah. They just stood there and held their guns. Right. And posed for a camera picture. Horribly. Horribly. So for them to even put these in the same category is just ridiculous. Oh, we're, we're... we're just propping up these. Uh, yeah. If the right is actually propping these people up, Mark and Patricia McCloskey, they're they're just yeah. dumb as shit. And, and, and unfortunately, I mean, they are. I yeah, mean, we're, they, they were in the RNC. Yeah, I was going to say, weren't they? Yeah. Wasn't, didn't they do that weird speech thing? Yes. Pre-recorded speech yeah. in the RNC. Rittenhouse is just their latest darling, pitifully see, seeing heroism in an armed teen who set out to patrol pro-black protests as though he were police. But see, I don't even put him in the same category as the McCloskeys. No, not at all. So No. Pitiful as they are, we can't dismiss his supporters as conservatives merely taking sides in a political squabble. Last year, President Donald Trump's administration issued talking points to Homeland Security officials claiming Rittenhouse went to Kenosha to defend small business owners. Conservative media figures have eagerly repeated those claims. Their support for Rittenhouse isn't a counterweight to progressive social policies like equitable policing, their support is a physical threat to people supporting their policies. Blah, blah, blah. Do we need to read the rest? No, You get, get the it. point we I'm trying it. to make here. Yeah. After, even after the fact, they go on this tirade of white mm-hmm. supremacy. They, I mean, they, they cover yeah. up, they intentionally, like, mislead you. Right. And people jump on board with this, too. Yeah. They're talking about the conservatives on how they jump on board with, like, the McCloskeys and Rittenhouses, mm-hmm. and then people on their side just grab onto the shit and repeat it yeah. and it, just drag it out. And it it's really disgusting, it like, is. some of the things that people are saying oh, after yeah. all this. 
And I'm going to pull up a few of these just so we get an idea of, of some of the things that are being said about this. So let me pull this one up. These are some Twitter posts that have been circulating the Internet this week. We got this one. It says, John Huber and Karen Bloom, parents of, of murderer Kyle Rittenhouse's victim, Anthony Huber, the verdict sends an unacceptable message. This is them talking, yes. his parents talking. Sends an unacceptable message that armed civilians can show up in any town, incite violence, and then use danger they have created to justify shooting people in the streets. Because Kyle Rittenhouse was the one that right. created the danger in yeah. the streets, yeah. not the people burning shit down, the, all the other people carrying yeah. guns around there. It was obviously Kyle Rittenhouse went there, yeah. incited the violence, created the danger, and then shot people in the streets because right. of that. You think they had a problem with their son being a habitual woman beater? Uh, was that Huber? That was the— Yeah. Yeah, I, they left that part out. They forget, yeah. failed to mention that. Here's another one. It says, this is a scary day for America. This acquittal could be seen as a dangerous green light for vigilantes who might feel empowered to travel to any protest anywhere, provoke attacks, and then shoot people in the streets. Again, what about the people that feel empowered to travel to any protest, right. provoke attacks, yeah. and incite violence in the streets yeah. on the other side? Right. The people but that's mostly bust people. in. Yeah. P people that you know start fires— and crush store uh, windows and vandalize and, and, and burn beat cars. Up the owners that beat up try the to owners. Stop them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, you know, no, no, these are p mostly peaceful protesters. Oh, obviously. Here's another one. Uh, it says the acquittal, it says pediatrician here. Oh, we got to start out with our That makes a big difference to me. Yeah. Yes. Pediatrician I'm glad here. Set that up. The acquittal of Kyle Rittenhouse exemplifies all the ways America is messing up teen boys and perpetuating gun culture. While, while meanwhile, while meanwhile, mm, I've never heard those two words either. put together. I don't think he's a doctor. While meanwhile, terrorizing youth of color. Okay, but they weren't people of color that were <laughs> shot. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have no words. Huh. I'm going to read one more of these. I had several, but we don't got time to read all of these. No, there's millions. Oh, oh yeah. There's, moving away from this. So this isn't just, like I said, we're not just talking about Kyle Rittenhouse. Right. We're not just talking about Kenosha. This is across the board, the things that have been said. But before I get into some of like the COVID stuff and how groupthink, you can see groupthink in right. the social media posts, I got a few more that came out today after, um, after that, that car. Went through the parade. Went through the parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Wa Wa Waukesha. 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 Wisconsin. Yes. We didn't really talk about this. SUV slammed into yeah. a bunch of kids in a right. parade. Yeah, uh, dance teams. Yes. Killed several people. It killed five elderly people. Yeah. That were in an elderly dance team. Injured. Injured ten, 30 like people. 20 or 30, yeah. So. Mostly kids that were injured. I'm not... I mean, yes, that is horrible, but yeah. the response to that is way, yeah, way shittier. And, and even seeing that and finding out the driver was a, a an African American man, I was not going to make any assumptions. Mm -mm. I was just going to be like, you know what, maybe it's an accident, just a thing. maybe running for cops. Yeah, it happens. I don't know. So this woman, Mary Lemansky, she was, she was, um, 
some like yeah, marketing uh, person she, for yeah she is social media director for uh for illinois um democratic party yeah. in some some city yeah so some some county she's not anymore though no she resigned so this is mary lemansky and she says it was in response to this because she posted the link to yeah. a photo provides provided to heavy by a witness shows the driver of SUV that plowed into a Christmas parade in Waukesha, Waukesha, whatever, uh, killing multiple people and injuring more than 20. Suspect is in custody. Her response was, it was probably just self-defense. Hashtag Wisconsin. Hashtag Kyle Rittenhouse. What do you think of that (laughs) one? Stupid as shit. (laughs) Oh, but she goes on. Oh, I know. (laughs) She continues. The blood of Kyle Rittenhouse's victim is on the hands of Wisconsin citizens, even the children. So, basically, karma's a bitch. Right? Even the children. Yeah, that's cold as shit. The blood of his shitty victims is on the hands of even Wisconsin's children. So, fuck him is basically what it says. Wouldn't you, couldn't you say the same thing to Rosenbaum and Hoover? I mean, it's like, well, the the blood of your victims, you know. The blood of the riots and uh, looting and uh, beating people up is on the hands of even Rosenbaum. Right. Continues. She doesn't stop oh, I there. Know that. I know. She can't stop. No. She goes on to say, someone who believes in reaping what you sow. Wisconsin put the bad energy out there. It came back real fast. So what do you think of this? What do you think of this individual as a person? I, I think she's a piece of shit. Yes. I mean, the fact that she would, number one, compare the two. Yeah. Number one, throw ch- children out there. Yeah, saying that the blood of... Yeah, of... Uh, uh, are on his victim, even yeah. even the children. It's like, okay, and and number three, somebody who clearly does not understand what the fuck is happening. All right, obviously, obviously does not, and obviously is completely tone deaf. Yeah, like I I imagine her coworkers, her boss, or whatever who oh saw this, they were just like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, right. It's like, stop, stop. Someone take her keypad, keyboard. <laughs> but it wasn't just subject to her. No, more people said the si- similar things. Like this fella here, Chris Wiggins at CW Newser. Go check him out. He's great. Uh, his response was, "It's okay." The driver in Wakisha was afraid for his life and defending himself from the unarmed holiday crowd. That's what's Wisconsin law now. Again, stupid as shit. Shitty ass people. Yeah, and it's just that no logic. Groupthink, yeah. like brainwashed. Right. Yeah. Doesn't matter who we hurt in this yeah. brainwash mentality. Like, well, fuck them. Yeah. Well, my side said they're wrong, so they must be wrong. Yeah. So, so I guess fuck them. So then that brings me past Kyle Rittenhouse's thing. I, I want to show examples of more groupthink in social media. So there's this one talking about COVID. It says the anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers are anti-social shits who couldn't care less about their fellow human beings. They refuse to join with everyone else to do their bit to lessen the transmission of COVID-19. Their actions will cause thousands of deaths, making them effective murderers. You know, the the, the false thing there is that uh, they are not anti-social. They no, like to be out and about. They're pretty, yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. They don't they, exactly. they want to be out. Keeps going. This person says, I wish anti-vaccine, hashtag anti-vaxxers, hashtag no vaccine passport people would at least get their time frame correct. You didn't warn about vaccine passports in 2020. Yes, we yes, yes. we did. Yes, we absolutely did. Yeah. You are still trying to convince every uh, P- everyone that PCR tests were fake 
or poisonous. Masks were dangerous muzzles, and that COVID was a scam slash plan by Big Pharma. I still stand by those. I, I, I still <laughs> hold to all yeah, of yeah. the above, sure. Yes. Yep. But we did warn about vaccine But passports. we did, yes. <laughs> <laughs> then it, this one says, maybe if they'd written, written it in a... This one's funny to me, actually. Okay. I actually got a chuckle out of this. Maybe if they'd written it in an obscure alt-right vlog, then you'd have a different view. A YouTube video of some sort, in all seriousness, you anti-maskers are a danger to yourself and society. Did you vote for Brexit by any chance? I don't. <laughs> that she must be English. I I guess I don't get the reference to that, but the fact I I see how they're alluding to Q posts and yeah, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. If if they had written it in an obscure yeah. um, alt right blog, then we people like Q followers would have jumped on that. Yeah. And I actually do kind of believe that. Yeah, I think so Q too. Q came out and was yeah. like, "There's poison in the air. Everybody wear." Yeah. Yeah, Mass, they're not telling you about it. Yes, then yeah. How many QAnon people don't do? Uh, they don't drink tap water because they're afraid of fluoride that yeah. might control their brains. I think there's probably some <laughs> something. I I think there's probably at least hormones in the water that are oh absolutely are fucking with yeah. us. So. Hormones and everything now. So then the last one says maybe if they'd written it and oh this is one yeah, I just you read. just did that one. All right, well I guess that's the end. That's all I got. Okay. That's the end of the show. Everybody have a great night. (laughs) Get the hell out. (laughs) No, you just see, like, the group think across the board. And And you see. It's toxic. It is. It is. And most of it has zero logic to it whatsoever. Most of it is just like you you, you stop following. They they say follow the science, but when it comes to shit like this. Yeah. The science goes out the window. The logic goes out the window. It's just this mind drone of groupthink yeah. of people just following what they're told. Mm-hmm. And they don't even anymore honestly know what they were told. They just know yeah. this is what we're supposed to do. Everybody's doing it. So we need, I mean, yeah. didn't we learn about pr- peer pressure in school? Well, yeah. Do yeah. they still teach about against peer pressure in I school? I would hope so. Or do you they, know, maybe they don't. Do they promote <laughs> maybe peer like, pressure? You know, if everybody's jumping off the bridge, you should too. If everybody's <laughs> doing it, you should be doing yeah, it. Exactly. That's, that's the philosophy yeah. these days. Well, and it is. I mean, maybe not in their words, but in, in school. I mean, that's, that's what, they teach is yeah. you know be compliant. Right. Listen, you yeah, know that's what do what school, you're told. School ba- real, literally is yeah. is especially when you get into the, like the common core shit yeah. and people like, well, you do it this way, and it's like, but why? It's easier to do it this way. But no, you got to do it this way yeah. because we said so. Right, and that's that's just public school yeah. system in a nutshell. Yeah. So all this groupthink, in my opinion, everybody. Everybody is affected by groupthink. We're affected by groupthink. Absolutely. But a lot of it is perpetuated by the media. Yes. And we see that. That's why I brought up that MSNBC article, not to bring up Kyle Rittenhouse again, but to show how this mindset is perpetuated by the media, and then you got all these mindless fucks that are just repeating it. Yeah. And it's on both sides. It is. I mean, yes, we focus on that because— Yeah. But it's yeah, there you right could now. put the same on, you know, people that you know watch Fox News. Yes, absolutely. And we're gonna again, we're gonna talk about all the yeah. all the major media corporations because it's all perpetuated mm-hmm. by the media. Again, it doesn't have to make any sense, right? As long as everyone's doing it, right? Does doesn't matter. Do would you say that social media makes it worse? 
Absolutely. Yeah. We're definitely going to talk about social media because social media has made it like probably 50 billion That's times That's kind of what worse. I was thinking. It didn't seem like we became as divided until social media yeah. came into the mix. And social media... We'll, we'll get to social media because I, I, I have a whole bunch to talk about. I don't want to... I don't want to talk about it here and then jump back and no, talk about it No, I understand that. I understand that. So first, let's define groupthink. Okay. If you don't know what that is, I mean, it is what it sounds like, but we'll give you a clear-cut definition. Groupthink is a psychological phenomenon, according to Wikipedia, that it occurs within a group of people in which the desire for harmony or conformity, I think it's more conformity than harmony these yes. when it comes to like the mainstream media yeah. I, and I the think poli- you throw harmony in when you're you're t- brainwashing yeah be harmony compliant have harmony and conformity and <laughs> in the group results in an irrational or dysfunctional decision making outcome do you see any irrational or dysfunctional decision making when it came to let's say the pandemic yeah yeah like the mass yeah. where that person's like oh these people are arguing that masks are dangerous muzzled do we even know? I mean, even Anthony Fauci flip flop back and forth right. on the decision making of whether or not we should wear masks. Right. It's like, eh, will it help? Probably not. Well, yeah, it definitely helps. Oh, we should double mask. Remember yeah. the double mask? Yeah, I remember the double the mask. Triple mask, yeah. all that crazy shit. Yeah. That dysfunctional, irrational decision making. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- where where does this go? I, yeah. we, we screamed that so many times. Yeah says cohesiveness or desire for cohesiveness in a group may produce a tendency among its members to agree at all costs. Hmm. That doesn't sound like no, not at all. Society today. This causes the group to minimize conflict and reach a consensus decision without critical evaluation. I don't even think it minimizes conflict when you're pitted so when it's so divided now oh, that yeah. you got two two sets of group think. Yeah. And one is blatantly wrong to the other and vice versa right they're blatantly to the, wrong to the point too. where i mean it's like you're you're pu- pure evil yeah you are like spawn it. of satan yeah. if you don't follow right our i i think anymore it's almost like maximizing conflict right it's like people are looking for that oh yeah oh you're wearing a mask yeah. why are you wearing a mask yeah. you sheep or on the other right. side oh you're not wearing a mask don't you care about grandma yeah. why, why do you hate people yes Groupthink is a constru- construct of social psychology, but has extensive has a has an extensive reach and influences literature in the fields of communication studies, political science, management, and organizational theory, as well as important aspects of deviant religious cult behavior. And we're getting to borderline deviant cult behavior when it comes to a lot of the shit now. Yeah. It says groupthink is sometimes stated to occur more broadly within natural groups within the community. For example, to explain the lifelong uh, different mindset of those with differing political views, such as conservatism or liberalism in the political, the U.S. political context, or the purported benefits of teamwork versus work conducted in solitude. Hmm. However, this conformity of viewpoints within a group does not ma- mainly involve deliberate group decision-making and might be better explained by the collective confirmation bias of the individual members of the group so it, it's not like people getting together and coming up with answers together right. it's just that confirmation bias like oh yeah. i want to be accepted type i mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be disavowed or mm-hmm. or shunned or whatever yeah whatever we see all the time around here um it says groupthink requires individuals to avoid raising controversial issues or alternative solutions 
COVID mm-hmm. alternative solutions. Right. Like that. One of the things we cannot stop expressing is there are etern- alternative methods oh, yeah. out here. Right. I mean, think about it with Joe Rogan. Right. One of the biggest, most influential podcasters out there. And when he came out and said, I did ivermectin, mm-hmm. as well as a slew of other yeah. medications, do you see the group think that just oh, came yeah. out in full force against oh, it? Oh, yeah. The, well, it started with like MSNBC and, and uh, CNN saying, oh, mm-hmm. he's taking horse pace. Well, right. then every single Twitter post was mm-hmm. horse pace, horse pace, yeah. horse pace. It was just like... Yeah just a mantra almost mm-hmm. it's just like and then even when people came back and pushed this isn't horse pace right yeah this is prescribed it's a nobel prize use. winning like medication that is given to people all over the world and then yeah then you're oh you're just misinformed and you're yeah. you're just uh one of those people you yeah. know you're i don't i don't yeah. know or when uh aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Came out and and said that you know he wasn't vaccinated. He was uh, using alternative methods. And he went to Joe Rogan, yes. for advice. Yeah. And people were just like, "Oh my God!" Oh yeah. He went to Joe Rogan for. Yeah. Let's get this straight. Joe, how old is Joe Rogan? Oh, I don't know. Uh, 52, 53, something. Joe like that. Rogan is the healthiest fifty-two-year-old oh, person shit. I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Yeah, he prioritizes his health over just about anything. And. A lot of it's like alternative yeah, medicine. Right. Yeah. And people think he's, especially yeah. now that the ivermectin and COVID stuff came oh, out. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's just a weird, crazy yeah. quack now. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. He's up there with like Alex Jones now. I would take Joe Rogan. <laughs> I would take Joe Rogan's medical advice over a lot of people. Oh, over a Fauci's? Lot of people. Uh, definitely over Fauci's. Yeah. Well, and, and the crazy thing is like Aaron Rodgers, who is like Hall of Fame quarterback for the Packers, right? Sure. Your Lord and Savior. Right. After Brett Favre. A, a lot of lifelong Packers fans have just, oh, I, I don't want anything to do with him. He can go to hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm it's not like, ever going to watch their games yeah, again. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I followed him all this mm-hmm. career, but I'm not even, I don't even want to be a Packers fan anymore yeah. because he said he listened to Joe Rogan yeah. and took yeah. horse pace. That's right. that's fucking groupthink yeah. because there's no logic to it. I mean, Joe Rogan was, what, back on the mic in three yeah. days? Yeah. And he even had the CNN doc come on, and he's like, uh, yeah, we Why prob- are you fucking lying? <laughs> well, we probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Right. And still, everybody's like, that guy's an idiot. Yeah. It's yeah. Joe Rogan. I mean, yeah. You, you, it's almost as bad as saying you listen to Alex Jones yeah, now. Right. If you if you mention Joe Rogan or medical yeah. treatment of Joe Rogan, it's insane. It, it it's just all that mind, like hypnotic, yeah. droning, and it's just like where, like where do you get your info? Do you even read shit yeah. besides the the main news source that is always in front of your face? Do you ever go out and look? No through other things because that's the problem here is people would get sucked into their media, yeah. their bubble, their echo chamber. They only hear what and if if you just even think about pushing back, not even pushing back, just suggesting something yeah. else. Or even if you don't suggest something to them, you just say over here in your own business, say, Act I I think Joe Rogan's right. Yeah. They come at you Oh my gosh. The mob mentality that we yeah. talked about with 
the Rittenhouse trial, that same mob mentality comes at you and basically crucifies you as a freaking, as a nut, as a conspiracy yeah. theorist. And it's not even conspiracy theories. It's just yeah. we saw something that actually worked. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, huh, it's maybe. Just, it's just not the, the narrative that the group think is painting. Yeah. And what what the mainstream media is painting, mm-hmm. and the what the the social media networks mm-hmm. are allowing to paint. I I saw a post, I saw an article that I think was back in like March. Twitter had said they were going to start banning people that released COVID misinformation. Yeah, and it's like you're gonna. So did they kick Joe Rogan off? I mean that's yeah. that's that's as far as it goes. And right. They kicked Joe Rogan off. Holy shit. Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, they kicked Donald Trump off, but who really? I mean, yeah, yeah that's Donald I care Trump. more about Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan yeah. than I do John, Donald yeah. Trump. Well, and Joe Rogan, I mean, he's got a lot of support from yeah. like you know celebrities. Like he's got a lot of friends that are celebrities that you know I could see pushing back if something were to happen to yeah. him. So one of the things that that um, definition or that Wikipedia article talked about was that those that oppose the group think are weak, evil, biased. Or stupid. Yeah, that makes sense. You see that? On yeah. both sides. Oh, yeah. On both sides. Both sides. On one side, it's like, oh, they're just fucking oh, uh, yeah. redneck, Republican, right-wing, yep. conspiracy theorists, QAnon following, whatever, oh, yeah. Trump supporters. On the other side, it's, oh, they're just evil, yeah. demon-eating. Uh, you know, yeah. I, the, you know pet- the most flack I ever took from anybody on social media is when I came out and said that um, I, I did not—I wasn't going to vote for Hillary. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't going to vote for Donald Trump either. Yeah. And nobody can understand that. People on the right, who I traditionally, I lean a little bit more right most of the time. Sure. And they they just couldn't understand that. So what was the response to that? Why would you, why, why wouldn't you? Do you want Hillary to win? Yeah. It's like, no, I'm not going to vote for Hillary either. Well, then you're just throwing away your vote. Yep. You get that all the time. Yeah. Well, um, you know, you're just throwing away that yeah. vote, and now Hillary's going to win. That's actually, I did vote for Donald Trump because of that same oh, argument okay. back then, back in the day. And then the second time, this next time around, I was like, I'm not voting for Donald yeah. Trump either. Right. I'm not voting for Joe Biden or Trump because, I, I mean, if we keep following that set yeah. of rules that, well, you're just throwing away your vote if you vote right. for a third party, then there will never be a third party because yeah. you're always going to be throwing right. away your and, vote. And, you know, and that's probably one of the biggest group things out there is people yeah. don't want to vote other than the two big ones because they're told they're just throwing away their vote. And yeah, it's not going to matter anyway. Right. Like, yeah. Why would you do that? It just, it's, there's no point. Mm-hmm. What for 1% of the vote, that's what you're going to yeah. vote. Well, then I guess I just won't vote then. Yeah. If if that's the way you feel, I won't throw away my vote. Well, I then just don't complain vote. then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go to hell. It never, it never stops. Yeah. It just doesn't stop. Yeah. Uh, another, another cause of this, I'm trying to find, like, this is a long article, so my highlights disappeared again. Oh. But some of the causes of this was, uh, um, structural faults, cohesion is necessary for groupthink, but it becomes more likely when the group is organized in ways that disrupt the communication of information and when the group engages in carelessness while making decisions. Insulation of the group can promote the development of unique, inaccurate perspectives. This was one of my favorite things here because insulation of the group, like, don't read other things. Don't listen to other things. Right. Don't don't educate yourself on this. Only listen to 
and and people do this willingly oh, without yeah. being told to. They only want to listen to their their they only want to talk to people yeah. that are on their side. They won't right. even like have a debate. Yeah. With people that are on the other side. I got this video clip to pull up regarding that. Sure. Talking about insulation. If if it'll play. Hang on. Great to finally meet you. Thank you. No, no, I uh I appreciate it. I always say this to conservatives that come on our show. I'm a little jealous of their guts because they have more guts than the liberals. Liberals don't go on conservative shows. They don't even come on this show sometimes. <laughs> so Do you see the problem there? Yeah. Like yeah. that that's the the only point I have to make from that video is liberals will not go on conservative shows. Why? Right. Why won't liberals go on conservative shows? Right. Because they don't have a do they not have a strong enough argument right. to Support their claim? Are they afraid that a conservative is going to persuade some of their listeners that they're wrong? Like, your argument's not strong enough if you're afraid to go on the opposite side. If you're afraid to debate the other side, then you might not have a very good argument. I think one of the things I've kind of heard is that they don't want to legitimize them as, like, a a source of information. But then you just are— perpetuating this this no and, and that's absolutely correct yeah it, and that's exactly it so um you know it, it's one of those things where it's like oh well if i go on their show then i'm saying that they're they're worth my attention they're worth my energy but you could maybe persuade that person that he's wrong yeah you're absolutely right when you're persuading everybody that's already persuaded you're not doing jack shit yeah and I mean, I'm sure we're guilty of this too. We've never had anybody on the show that's not somebody. Yeah. It's, it's. I mean, it's not that we don't want to. It's just easier to find people that talk right. the same thing or follow yeah. fall in line with the same but, things you're talking but about. But look at look at liberal. Okay, so you got you have the education system. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Hollywood. You got you know celebrities. I mean, so you have this whole like fed audience, right? Right. This audience that is kind of comes like pre-made for you right yeah (laughs) right yeah and you don't have to you don't have to convince them because they're they're indoctrinated yeah yeah right your your listeners are your listeners they go out looking for the shit that even on social media you tend to flock into groups of like-minded people you don't want to i mean the people that do cross the lines isn't to debate it's to just slam on them exactly and scream at them and then they pull back to their side when like there's somebody in that I'm related to that posted something about the vaccine mandates and how it's great and blah, blah, blah. And then somebody else responded in the family, you know, um, that's fine for you to agree with that, but I don't agree with it. And I'm not getting my kids vaccinated. Yeah. And she was like, this, uh, that this post wasn't up for debate. It's like you came on a forum, right? Yeah, you're going on public. You publicly posted this, yeah. yet you're not willing to have somebody not even like scream at them or anything yeah. and say that they're stupid. It was yeah. just that's your opinion. This is my opinion. Mm-hmm. She removed, she blocked the other person from her page. Removed her as friends. They're family members. Family that's members. Crazy. Yeah. Removed them just because yeah. of comments like that. Yeah. It's like if you can't even have a discussion with a family member yeah. about a disagreement in opinion. Yeah. You think you might be a little bit brainwashed? Yeah. On either side of the fence. Yeah. I don't even give a shit what oh, side. Oh no, yeah, absolutely. Like both sides of the fence are completely brainwashed. I got this this article here that says a study shows that still 
One in five Americans believe in QAnon conspiracy theories. One in five. You know? I mean, QAnon started out as, like, a in-the-woodwork conspiracy theory yeah. in the Reddit forums or the 4chan forums, yeah. the far-right alt-whatever that we were talking about. Only the crazies believed it, just like a lot of the conspiracy yeah. theories. That thing blew up into, like, the majority of Republicans believe mm. the shit. They might not say, oh, I believe QAnon, but they a lot of the stuff they're like, well, did you, I heard that this and that and that this, and it's just like, yeah. that's all That's all QAnon shit. Mm -hmm. It's like, what? Where are you? Yeah. Where? What's your source there? Oh, oh, it's, <laughs> is it your friend on social media right. who is a friend of somebody that's on on 4chan? Yeah, yeah, that's where that comes from. You still hear about it almost oh, every well, on a weekly basis. What was it? I told you. Um, oh gosh, what was the percentage? Was it like, um, was it twenty eight percent of Americans think that Trump's going to be president again yeah, by the end yeah, of the year? Something, like, something that. like that. Yeah, that's groupthink. That yeah. is. Equally, if not more, group thing. Equally, I wouldn't say yeah. more. That's equally group. So thing. one in five. That's twenty percent of yeah. America. Would you say on the left there's twenty percent that I believe that like far left, you know, like what Mary Lemansky is thinking. I I'd say that at least a good portion have similar mindsets. Like, oh, that's karma, bitch. You know, I would have said probably. Oh, I would have said probably back by 2014, 2015, it was 10% one, 10% the other. Yeah. So the fact now that they're saying 20% one, I would say equally 20% the other. Probably. Well, we are. So it's kind of growing, and that's kind of a scary thought. Well, we've talked about how over the last five, ten years, the polarization has right, yeah. gone from like outliers out here and the majority mm -hmm. kind of in the middle and they just pushed so drastically to both sides now yeah. and that's that's all due to like you said social media mm -hmm. groupthink mentality yeah. the mainstream media pushing their agendas yeah which i'm gonna talk about the mainstream media a lot because i think it started with me mainstream media and now right. is being fulfilled more from social media yeah. than than the well, mainstream media like you said a lot of the a lot of people don't like to reach outside their bubble. Uh -huh. You know, they don't like to, you know, reach across the aisle and, and initiate debate. Right. But a part of that also is the algorithms from social media. Yeah. It's yeah. setting I, up that bubble. And I know we're yeah, going to get into that, but that is that is a big problem. Yeah. Is it puts people in those mm -hmm. group think areas or those like echo chambers and mm -hmm. stuff. Even if you don't intentionally put yourself there, which everybody kind of drifts towards their own. Right. But then algorithms push you further into that bubble. Yeah. But um I still talking about like insulating yourself from like dissenting opinions. Mm -hmm. What about Joe Biden not taking questions? Right. Or Joe Biden only taking questions that pre -approved. are like pre-approved questions. Right. I mean, yes, there's probably a good chance that that's because he can't make coherent thoughts on his own. <laughs> right. Yeah. But just the media only or like politicians only right. taking certain questions that make them yeah. look good or make them uh, that they can answer and look yeah. like they're on top of shit. That's right. perpetuating this groupthink mentality. Oh, yeah, Joe Biden, he looked perfectly fine up there. I yeah. mean, he's he's the greatest president. Well, he's also only, I mean, it's all an act. Right, yeah. And yeah. Or, he, they're insulating, They the media is insulating yeah. him. Right. The media is insulating everybody from experiencing actual dissenting opinions towards the president yeah. like how how many 
How how much has the media, mainstream media, propped up Joe Biden? Oh, God. More than any other president. Yeah, that, I, I thought they did a lot with Obama, but what they do with Biden is— Fox News propped up Trump oh, quite a bit. But, man, yeah, I mean, yeah. they are just—I mean, they're just uh, giving him a cushy pillow yeah. to sit on and yeah. everything. I mean, they, they report on things like, oh, President Biden uh, tied his shoes eloquently yeah. today. Well, do you remember how, how pissed off were Republicans when— uh, what was it during the elections? Fox News called uh, Arizona like prematurely for Biden. Yeah, and I mean there were so many people who were like, "Oh, I'm done with Fox News." Yeah, like they're. Pfft. Yeah, I, I remember those days. Those yes. were dark, dark days. <laughs> but were a year ago, <laughs> like I said, everybody graduate moves towards gradually, I, I, gradually moves towards. <laughs> Gravitates. That's what I was. Oh, looking gotcha. For. My okay. brain stopped for a second. That's okay. Everybody gravitates towards, yeah, some kind of echo chamber, right? Again, because you you kind of hang out with the people that yeah. are like minded with you. Everybody does that. It's one thing to find yourself there through choices you've made. It's another thing when the mainstream media intentionally creates yeah. this groupthink mentality through li- blatant lies, in my opinion. Yeah, like bullshit. Bull- no, absolutely. Straight up lies yeah. to get. Because they know their listeners. Mm-hmm. They know that only the people that agree with them are watching them, so yeah. they can say the shit that they can convince them that the other side mm-hmm. is evil and their side is good, and it's on both sides. Uh, you got the Rachel Maddows. You got the Sean Hannity's or mm-hmm. uh, on both sides of the fence that are just like, oh, those, those evil Democrats or yeah. those evil Republicans, and they know Republicans aren't listening to that. They don't mm-hmm. have to appeal to that. Right. They can so knowing that they have this audience that will continually come back to them to be spoon fed this information, mm-hmm. they can feed them whatever they want right. and can just blow this this groupthink, make them make you believe whatever the hell they want to. Yeah. So groupthink is believing because the majority believes it, no matter how rational it is. But when the media gets in there and puts like implants those things in you, then it's beyond groupthink. It's just manipulating. Right. Yeah. And it's insane to me. Yeah. I have this Gallup poll that talks about um, who's dividing us. Okay. Which, who would you think divides us the most in this country? Facebook. Facebook media in general, okay. in my opinion. Yeah, media in general. Media but... in general. I think the news media is a big pusher yeah. of like the intentional divide. Right. Apparently, this uh, Gallup poll... Says survey says that the news media is responsible for the divide in the USA. Okay. So the polarization comes from the news media, like the CNNs, the Fox News is, the Breitbart's, all all those shit. So this one says, who is to blame for our partisan divide? According to a survey of 20,000 people by Gallup uh, and the Knight Foundation, 84% of Americans believe the news media is the cause. Respondents agree that the media is to blame for political division in the country, though the same percentage also believe the media can serve as a healing force. So they can, but they're not, is what it sounds like they're saying. Because the same amount of people said they, they're yeah. dividing us, but the same amount of people say, but they could serve as a healing but force. Like they said, should serve as a healing but force. they're not. Yes. So it says the press also has a clear political bias, the survey found. A whopping 86% of people... Of Americans believe media outlets lean one way or another politically. I guess I I would say that's fair to say. I mean, if you're not in that 86% that says the media leans one way or another 
you must not watch the media, <laughs> right? Yeah, or exactly. you're so sucked in, yeah, that you don't even realize that you don't it. realize it. Yeah, it says with 49% saying there's a great deal of bias. I, I would think it'd be higher than that. And 37% say a fair amount. <laughs> in addition, Americans think the media is pushing an agenda. Yeah. Three in four people, or 74%, worry that the owners of media companies are influencing coverage. And that's up five points since 2017. So mm. vast majority of the people think that the media outlets push an agenda. Okay. Why do they keep watching it right. then? Yeah, right. Why, if if they see this and they all agree <laughs> that the mainstream media is pushing an agenda and they're biased, why are they still chanting the same mantra that the CNNs, because the Fox News are saying? They, because they probably think it's the other channel. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. That's exactly my thoughts. Is, no, oh, yeah, that that yeah. side over there, they're put yeah, definitely We're fine, push, but Fox News. Fox psh, News is pushing crap. a right-wing yeah. agenda, and yeah. then uh, the Republicans yeah. are like, man, CNN is pushing yeah, a right. freaking— But they don't realize that both sides are yeah. doing the same exactly. shit. Yeah. How, like, how can you be so blind to that, in right. my opinion? How yeah. can you not see— if one side's pushing an agenda, then probably the other side is. Right, yeah. And if you have to worry about the owners, the corporations that are that owned the media companies mm -hmm. doing their magic to make things work out for big corporations, yeah, then you gotta say the other side's doing the same yeah, thing. I would think so. Yeah. You, I mean, you would have to. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and that's one of the scary things is it's like, you know it. And it, you got to assume that they're purposely doing it to divide people. Yeah. Because they know that there's these two different camps. Yeah. And we've talked about how the languages between like oh, CNN, uh, two MSNBC totally different languages. and Fox News, yeah. it's completely different. Like, yeah. What was it like? Only 60% of the, the words in the Engl that mm -hmm. each side use match up. Oh, yeah. So there's like 30% of words out there yeah. that are complete, mean different things, yeah. even it, though it's it, all the same language. If someone were to go on Fox News and be like, I'm a patriot. Right, yeah. people will be like, "Woo, woo, yeah, woo," you know. Right, you go on MSNBC and be like, "I'm a patriot," and they're like, "Shit, white supremacist." Yep, yeah, it's <laughs> completely different things. Well, maybe, maybe the Fox News people are like, "Oh, I'm a patriot and I'm a racist." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe that's... they're like, "Yeah, <laughs> uh, do I clap to that?" Yeah, I'm not maybe, sure. maybe we misheard you. Did you say <laughs> that you were an e-racist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, in another poll, it said that the amount of information coming from social media is up. It's at 71% of Americans say they get their news content through social media platforms. Oh, yeah. So, I would say that's most of what's on my feed now is just news. Yeah. yeah so most people aren't even watching the yeah. mainstream media. They're getting, they're probably people. Like us that are like, well, we got to get away from these biased news sources right. and just yeah. start scrolling through shit. So then, again, why are they chanting the same mantras yeah. that Fox it, News and CNN are chanting? Because that's probably where they get most of the news from the, the same sources. It, and it's it's like when you were looking at the hospital, uh -huh. right? That was the guy that didn't work at the hospital that was reporting on ivermectin, ivermectin. Yes, and he. His article was being quoted from the New York Times, Rachel Maddow, all these different sources. Right. And at the end of the article, it says, yeah, the guy didn't even work for the hospital. <laughs> you know, sorry about that, guys. But you didn't see anybody retract it right. from any of those sources. No. 
Uh, no, they put like a little disclaimer at the bottom in the last sentence. After right, yeah. When they <laughs> right. know the attention yeah. span three, of the Three American pages, people. and at the bottom, be like, this guy actually doesn't work for one anybody. Sor- <laughs> the, one source, one unreliable source, the hospital that they're talking about here, yeah. says this guy never, yeah, never worked ever worked hospital. here. So again, like you said, they're probably all coming from the same source. Yeah. Take this into perspective here. The New York Post. We get some of our information right. from the New York they, Post. They're considered a tabloid now, right? Yes. They're not considered an accurate piece of info. Do you know who New York Post's parent company is? No. News Corp, owned by Rupert Murdoch, who owns Fox News. Fox News. Yeah. So one of the one of the main, like, I'd say social media mm. news sources you see, at least from, like, right-wing people, is yeah. also the same people that own Fox News. Yeah. Look at Huffington Post. That's a big one that people quote a lot. Huffington Post is owned by BuzzFeed, another news source, online news source. BuzzFeed is co-owned by Yahoo, who is owned by AT&T, which we're going to get into some of the shit that AT&T owns. And also, the other part, owned by NBC Universal, who owns MSNBC, CNBC, all the NBCs. So they're all the same people. Yeah, right, right. There was like... There's six corporations that own basically yeah. all the media, all the mainstream yeah. media. I, I took a political sociology class, uh, I think it was my last semester, and in the textbook they actually have these, this really elaborate chart mm-hmm. of all these different businesses and corporations owned by the, these like few individuals. Is it similar to this, this chart right here? Or or things like this. <laughs> it's similar to those. Yeah, I yeah. got some charts. Yeah, I like I like pictures and images. So. Yeah, but it was just it was crazy. Like how well, much just a few different parent corporations own. Yeah, well, like I think all the food company, like yeah. the majority of the food companies in the world, are owned by like five companies. Right. Yeah. Four or five companies, yeah. and just but, to consolidate that much. Yeah. Is sickening to me. Yeah. And that's food. Yeah. I mean, when you consider like Disney. You know, mm-hmm. Disney owns ABC, ESPN, um, Marvel, Marvel, yeah, um, uh, uh, Lucasfilms, Pixar. Um, they own uh, the the um, Muppets. They own, um, I know, right? Uh, they uh, they have a large stake in the NBA. Yeah. Um, you know, and I mean, it's just like and, and, it's an and, empire. Yeah, it is. It's a complete empire that it, they own, and yeah. it's. The amount of information that filters through that. I mean, ESPN is basically considered like a news source now. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. which is crazy to me. Right. Well, I got this article that talks that gives kind of a demonstration of six corporations that control ninety percent of media outlets in America. I believe it. Six corporations, and we wonder how everybody just kind of gets spoon fed the shit. No matter where they're going, yeah. There's one side or the other side because it's it's all coming from. A handful of people that want this agenda. We, yeah. we talked about what, like seventy percent of the people think that the the companies have an agenda to push out their information. Well, yeah, when it's all owned by the same companies, yeah. that's easy to do. It's easy to push an agenda on a on a, a population when it's so consolidated yeah. like this. So this is from TechStartups.com, which we've never really no, it's the first time. Yeah. It says, these six corporations control 90% of media outlets in America. The illusion of choice and objectivity. So you think you have a choice of going and finding your media. Like, yeah. You're like, oh, I don't listen to Fox News. I go to, uh, I go to the Wall Street Journal. I go to yeah. uh, New York Post. All which happen to be under the control of 
Yeah. Rupert Murdoch. Right. Yeah. You you think you're going somewhere else. Oh, I, I I get some alternative media from the Huffington Post. Yeah, that's that's yeah. MSNBC, bitch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so these are the six. Uh Comcast International or Comcast, NBC Universal. They're they're combined. Yeah. Disney, CBS, Viacom, uh News Corporation, which is Rupert Murdoch, mm-hmm. and then AT and T. Says elite is a word we use in daily conversation, but few people uh, probably know the origin the origin of the history of the world. Elites are a small group of powerful people who hold a disproportionate amount of wealth, privilege, political power, or skill in society. The elite class, which also includes big tech companies, now controls what we read, watch, or listen to. There is even a new browser extension tool that shows how the big tech giants are innovating, invading your privacy by tracking your every move. Blah, blah, blah. It gets into all these corporations. It says, we're, we're being fed what the media oligarchs want us to eat. The same can be said about big tech companies that own the social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. These tech overlords silent dissent and censor content that do not fit the elite's agenda. So here's kind of a little diagram of Comcast, AT&T, and Verizon, the, some of the big six, three okay. of the big six. Comcast, you see M- NBC there, Universal, Hulu. That makes sense to me. That makes sense, yeah. That makes sense to me because the ads on Hulu mm-hmm. make me want to <laughs> gouge my eyeballs out yeah. and flush them down the toilet. <laughs> They're the most woke. I, I sent you a thing that said, I'm never eating fucking pistachios again. Uh, yeah. Right. And that was all because of a Hulu ad where they're like, pistachios, the new pro or the, the greener protein. It's yeah. like, screw you, pistachio. <laughs> I'm going to eat my steak. Yeah. I'm never eating pistachios again. <laughs> and and that my, my daughter even gets pissed because there's like this space, this lady out in space on a commercial. And she's talking about how we need to, like, at, now that she's seen Earth from such a distant point of view and the yeah. beauties of it we need to do what we can to preserve it and it was all for a, a like a tesla or a green car oh, okay. or something and she's like what that was all for a freaking car ad yeah, right. yes yeah. and that's why hulu pissed me off and now it all <laughs> makes sense because it is owned by comcast yeah. nbc yeah at&t has hbo dc warner brothers which yeah uh warner brothers is also like time warner Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure AT&T, yeah, CNN, yeah. right there, CNN. Yeah. So Time Warner, AT&T made this huge freaking deal with, with AT&T. I remember with, that deal. With Time Warner, which yeah. they acquired uh, CNN. DC Comics, that's why DC Comics sucked are owned by the same people yeah. as CNN. Yeah, that makes I know. Sense. Well, that's, because if you own, uh, let's see, if you own HBO Max, you get uh, you get CW, DC, uh, you get um, WB, uh, Cartoon Network. Skinamax. Um, uh, no, they don't give you Skinamax anymore really? for some reason. Um, <laughs> and then also you get like uh, Turner Classic Movies and AMC and stuff like that. That um, and Crunchyroll, Cr- Crunchyroll, the anime channel. Okay, all all fall under HBO now. Huh? But yeah, DC is yeah DC. I'm a, you know I'm a comic book fan. Yeah, they 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 They've have sucked. Super woke. Oh they? my gosh! Yeah, yeah they're beyond sense. woke now. So then Verizon owns the Huffington Post, which we just said the Huffington Post was owned by NBC and uh, AT&T, which are the other two right, up there. Yeah. So 
I think they just change hands uh, yeah, interchangeably they probably, yeah. all the time. They probably play poker games during the week like, and be like, um, I will raise you BuzzFeed and uh, I will give you Huffington Post. Well, <laughs> technically, if you give me BuzzFeed, they <laughs> know, own yeah. Nice try, Post. though. Nice, nice try. try. Nice try, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> so it says, that being said, below is an infographic of six corporations that own everything in the big media today. This infographic created by Jason at Frugal Dad shows that the that sounds legitimate. No, <laughs> uh, shows that the almost that almost all media comes from the same six sources. So here it talks about the illusion of choice. Uh, talks about consolidation. It says in 1983, 90% of American media was owned by 50 companies. No. In 2011, that same 90% is controlled by six. That's so you crazy. see how much it's consolidated no in doubt. so few of years. And that this is from 2011. So these have all changed hands. Right. I'm sure, yeah. Since, I was going to say then. GE is now under the Comcast. Yeah. Well, talks. Well, Comcast under GE. It says here. Yeah. That's. Right, but they changed hands, and I think part of that was uh, because the the guy from GE actually was brought in and worked for the Obama administration. He was his like energy czar or something like that. Gotcha. So GE owns at least back then Comcast, NBC, Universal Pictures, Focus Features. I don't even know what that is. News Corp is Fox, Wall Street Journal, and the New York Post. So if you're like, oh, I don't, I don't listen to Fox News. I'm classy. I read the Wall Street Journal. I read the, (laughs) I read the dirt, the journal. What uh, the Wall Street Journal? Yeah. So you listen to Fox News is what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, right. Disney owns ABC, ESPN, Pixar, Miramax. It doesn't. Oh, it even it does say Marvel Studios, so this must yeah. be more recent than 2011. Well, they they got Marvel, I think in uh, I think it was 2012, maybe. Oh, no, okay. no, that's when the Avengers came out. So it would have been like 2011, I think. Okay, so the year this yeah. po- probably was made. Yeah. Viacom's notable properties are MTV, BET, CMT, all the shitty music. (laughs) The ones that don't do music anymore. Yeah, bastards. Nick Jr., which means they probably own Nickelodeon, I would think. Mm -hmm. Paramount Pictures. Time Warner owns CNN. Uh, Time Magazine, which that makes sense. Who was on the cover of Time Magazine recently? Oh, uh, um, what was it? Um, Oh, gosh. Who's the Frankenstein-looking guy? I can't even think of it. He's married to Teresa. Oh, oh, uh, John, John Kerry. Kerry. Yeah. Yes, yeah, he was on the... They also own HBO and Warner Brothers. Hmm. CBS owns Showtime, Smithsonian Channel, NFL.com, Jeopardy, and 60 Minutes. Wow, they got a claim to fame there. <laughs> Way to go, CBS, getting a... Yeah. says, total 2010 revenue for the big six was $275 billion. So again, this is old. Yeah. A lot of these have switched hands since then. Right. Because... Did Verizon merge with AT and T? Yeah, or they uh, talked no, about it. They talked about it, but, but um, didn't Trump like push back on that? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So that would have meant if AT and T, scroll up here. But I, didn't AT and T buy AOL? I think so. I yeah, I'm pretty sure AT and T has. But think about that though. If um, Verizon and AT and T merge together, then we have CNN, also with the Huffington Post, also right. with you know all these mm-hmm. would be all in one. So. Hmm. It wouldn't surprise me at all. No. So let's keep going with this. We're going to get into a break as soon as I get through this here. It says 178 million unique users read Time Warner News every month. So you're talking, this shows CNN, Time, and HuffPost. But so again, I think things have switched yeah. hands since there because so. um, Time Warner doesn't own HuffPost now. It got right. sold to, who did we say? BuzzFeed. Yeah. So 
again, those big poker games. But still, you can see how... Which is AT&T. If, like, the majority of liberals mm-hmm. read CNN, Times, or Huffington Post, or BuzzFeed... Yeah. And even, like, Vox, I think I, I saw, was owned by... Right. Through a chain, was circled back to the uh, NBC, the NBC group. Right. So Comcast, yeah. I think. Yeah. So any of those... You're just getting the same fucking information yeah. because right. it's all owned by the same people. Yeah. Yes, it's got different people at the top mm. in their own structures, it, but it comes down the chain. It, like and you know what? And what kind of pisses me off about that is you pay what? what what's the going price for like cable nowadays? Was it like 160 bucks? I don't know. I don't have cable. cable. 120 for more basic with okay. actual channels. You so watch. you have six six corporations that have. Control over control over your hundred and fifty some channels that well the are funny the thing same is this bullshit the funny thing is it's like Comcast yeah AT and T a lot of the service providers own the companies and then they get in a fight about how much yeah. money needs it's right like, yeah you're just like basically fighting yeah. with your yeah within yourselves right. here well it, it had said um, 178 million users read Time Warner news at the time that was almost three times more than Google news that's crazy that is crazy. News Corp owns the top newspaper on three continents. That's uh, Rupert Murdoch's. Yeah. Um, says enough to double FEMA's budget or fund NPR for 40 years. I don't want to fund NPR. They're no. just as shitty. Yeah, Even yeah. though they're government controlled, Yeah, they're, they're the most biased news station out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clear Channel, this is, so this is getting into radio now. So Clear Channel owns 1,200 stations. 80% of stations' playlists match each other because that explains a lot <laughs> yeah that's how that's how when you switch from one station yeah. to the next it's like oh shit they're playing the same song it's right. because clear channel yeah. owns them all that's 32 <laughs> this talks about uh miss robinson has aired six million times that's 32 years of back-to-back non-stop play <laughs> that's insane mm-hmm. um movies it talks about the big six box office sales mergers yeah there's an aol spent $124 billion to buy the Warners in 2001. To buy Time Warner, yeah. Yeah, so, and then I think that's passed hands, exchanged hands yeah. to AT&T since then. Yeah. So AT&T probably bought AOL, which owned Time Warner, yeah. is what it probably was. I, did, I mean, I, I couldn't research every single one right, of these. Yeah. I picked a, a couple of them to follow the chain back. Yeah. But then this, this just gives you a very in-depth view of... Yeah. All the media assets that that huge individuals own. Here is another example. This is uh, National Amusements. I'm not even sure who that is. This is probably another old one that was made. These are just graphics that were made throughout the years. But talks about media assets. He uh, that company owned Epics, MTV, BET. So what did we say? Was it Viacom now? Wasn't it? Yeah. So National Amusements is now Viacom. Um, they also own print magazines such as Pocket Books. I didn't even know that was a thing. They own CBS Games. They also own TVGuide.com. <laughs> wow. Again, that, that channel's not yeah. doing that great. Disney assets include ABC, A&E, ESPN, FYI, uh, Marvel, Marvel Studios, Pixar, Vice, Military Vice. History, uh, Disney Junior, obviously, ESPN, U. A lot of stuff. In print, they own yeah. comics. A lot of comics, obviously. Yeah. 
and a lot of Disney. So here's um so here's something I brought. Okay, this is current. So Disney owns they have Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Pixar, ABC, 20th Century Studios, ESPN, Touchstone Pictures, Walt Walt Disney Animation, Move Marvel Studios, Hollywood Records, 21st Century Fox, A and E. Walt Disney Pictures, Walt Disney Television, Disney Branded Television, Maker Studios. I don't know what that is. I don't either. Disney Nature, the History Channel, Disney Channel, Walt Disney Studios, Hollywood Pictures, Disney Parks, Caravan Pictures. So, could you call that an empire? I, I would say that's definitely an empire. Time I mean, because like, uh, like right now, Marvel, Marvel does. You got all the Marvel heroes, right? That mm-hmm. they do. They also they do Star Wars comics. They do Alien comics, and they do Predator comics. Oh. Yeah, so they got, like, all the big sci-fi now. Huh. Comcast here, we've got, obviously, the NBCs, CNBC, MSNBC, <coughs> NBS, or NBC Universo, Peacock, which we knew, that's their streaming service, but then they also own Hulu. They own the Sci-Fi Channel. Um, then they have all these other <laughs> ventures. Uh, giant list ventures there. News Corp is Fox is Big Ten Network. I didn't know that. Me neither. Uh, I guess that would be a Fox Sports Channel, wouldn't it? Yeah, that must. That's it. Um, print they own. Courier Life, New York Post, Wall Street Journal. Like I said, Financial News, Harlequin, Times Ledger, Brooklyn Paper, Community. So you get the point here. Yeah. Very few people own most of the media. Yeah. Like you said, you got six six corporations that are controlling everything that people yes. see. And so to say that there might be an agenda here is probably fair. It's probably pretty fair. Yeah. And when you can direct all basically all liberals to a certain group of thought yeah. or all conservatives to a certain group of thought because you own yeah. the print media, you own the um the television media, uh you own the radio media, mm-hmm. all all that, all that shit comes. Yeah. Yes, again, it's ran by different people. Right. But you don't think that guy at the top has the final say? It's just like oh, yeah. I don't like what you're doing. Stop. Yeah. Print. yeah well, it trickles and, down. And again, you know these six individuals that are ahead of these boards or whatever. Uh huh. They all hang out at the same country clubs. Yes. They all vacation together. I mean, you you know they're they're of like mind. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Yeah. They're probably. They're probably all friends. Like uh, oh, yeah. Ted Turner's probably friends with Rupert Murdoch. Oh, probably, you know it. Probably yeah. sit in the steam room together. They probably yeah. bumped more than elbows before. <laughs> them, <laughs> I'm sure. Them old guys, you know how they were. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it was just like how we always see politicians mm-hmm. after all the big yeah. heated in front of television. They're, they're out having a drink oh, yeah. afterwards. Right. Like, oh, did you hear what I told yeah. him? Oh, yeah. you, you heard yeah. what I told him, though. Yeah. I think that finally changed with Trump. Oh, yeah. It did. I mean, yeah. they bumped elbows with Trump yeah, because the even, whole time. I remember watching up. a, um, it was a State of the Union by Bush, mm-hmm. GW, right? And, and it was this, a time where he was kind of contentious, yeah. you know? But I remember him coming down, and all, all these senators, Democrat and Republican alike, were going up to get his autograph. Oh, yeah. And they're like, hey, yeah. great speech, Mr. President. Yeah. You know, and, it, and so, yeah, it's just like – and I remember them telling stories of Reagan and uh, – oh, God, who was the um, who was the speaker, the Democratic speaker at the time? No, I don't um, know. Ted uh, – shit, I can't remember. 
But he, Ted. The, they they would go, they would meet at a like a local bar and yeah. just like drink together, right? You know, and it's like you know they were friendly now, but like you said, all that changed with Trump, right? And you know now, you know I don't, who knows? Boehner's a piece of shit, so maybe you know who knows what him and Biden are bumping. Who knows? Who really knows? How did we get here though? I don't know. Where we allowed <laughs> six? Well, where we allow six? Yeah, people. To control the media because the flow of information. It used to not be that way. The yeah. the press. It was wasn't the media before. It's the press. Yeah. Actually, I found out Nixon changed it to the media to kind of demonize them. Oh. So pe- people push back as freedom. This freedom of the press thing. Oh. He refused to call them the press. He called them the media. So how did they let that stick with Nixon? I don't know. It just stuck somehow. But that's where the phrase media because it used to be the press, freedom right. of the press, yeah. and all this shit. So the press used to be the ones that kept the politicians accountable right. or uh, the corporations accountable. Yeah. They were like right. private journalists and stuff yeah. that were breaking like gotcha moments and mm-hmm. breaking news and stuff. And yeah. it's turned into this where this side is owned by a couple mm-hmm. people and they they're not going to hold their person accountable at all, but they're going to scream the shit out of oh, that yeah. and make up whatever lie about yeah. and just like freaking mudslinging back mm-hmm. and forth. Yeah. From accountability to mudslinging. Yeah. To I mean, one-sided mudslinging. You ever watch uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington? No. Jimmy Stewart? Mm-mm. Great movie. Anyways, he's this young senator and and he's brought in because they think he'll play ball. Yeah. And um and so he has a, a idea because he wants to help uh kids to get money to um, be able to go to these these camps, and so he finds this piece of property that he wants to make a like a retreat for kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, it turns out this is the same area that the influential land developers want to put a dam on. Mm-hmm. And so they try to get him to change his mind, and he's like, no. But they don't want to tell him that you know they're going to get money off this land deal because he's this idealistic guy. And so when they when they tell him that he needs to let it go and he's not going to do it, well, then all of a sudden they 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 frame him, right? And they own the newspapers in the area. So yeah. they they stop any other newspapers from getting their, their information out. And only this newspaper is able to get their information of out. Course. And it shows them, like, you know, sending guys to, like, hijack newspaper trucks and, wow. and burn. I mean, kids are trying to, like, do newspapers, and they're, like, stealing newspapers from these kids. Well, now all you got to do is, on social media, just push a button. Block it. You know? Exactly. Just Kick this guy off. Put this yeah. guy in Facebook jail or yeah. kick him off Twitter, you know, shadow ban him. That's I mean, you don't have to go through all the rigors right, of right. burning yeah, down this trucks. Was, this shit. was the forties. Right. <laughs> now now it's just like, hey, we've invented yeah. this way to just do this with one click of a button, they're right. gone. Absolutely. They're ghosted. Right. No more It's all digital now. It's easy. Yeah, and when you have that power, it's so easy to control the masses. Yeah. Because and when We'll get into social media more with algorithms. It's so easy because you can just be like, oh, you like this. Yeah. Well, here's some more of this. And yeah. here's some people we'd recommend to you and, yeah. and that kind of shit. It just just perpetuates this whole groupthink mentality. Like, yeah. think like us. Do what we do because obviously everybody's doing it. I mean, look at all the people that we're showing you that are doing it. Yeah. And if not, you'll just be, like, ostracized from right. the community. Yeah. We got to get into break. We're long overdue for a break. Um, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about kind of this change in mainstream media, sure. how it went from like the press, the press, holding people accountable to what it is now. And then I want to talk more about social media yeah. and talk more about the group think that we find ourselves in or find the country in today. So let's get into this break really quick. 
and then we'll continue that conversation. Sounds good. We're going to be right back. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remster W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. this music while I light my pipe that I was supposed to do before I turn this on. There we go. Are you settled now? Maybe. Okay. All right. Is everybody else settled? Everybody, are you settled? The comments are open. I'm not going to open the phone lines just because I got a, lot, a few more things I want to cover. Sure. And we're already pushing our time more than I thought we were going to be at this point. So <laughs> right, yeah. um, let's just keep this thing going. Leave a comment on what you think about all this. What What do you think? Do you think a lot of what's going on in the world is, or in this country at least, a response to groupthink mentality? What do you think? I mean, did you know that the majority? I knew the majority of the media was owned by yeah smaller group, yeah. but by six six companies. Yeah, I I, I knew that. And following that. the trail, I had no yeah. idea. I knew um not New York Post was right leaning, but I didn't yeah. know it was owned. I didn't know by that. the same people yeah. as Fox News and the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. So it's just interesting when you that you find like the majority of liberal media, print, and yeah like uh, television news mm. all falls back into the same category. You know, and, and that's just media. That is not, like, what else are they divested in, you know, mm -hmm. as far as, like, uh, energy companies, car companies, you know, um, you know, what other ways are they, you know, unions, what other ways are they plugged in, you know? Sure. Right. Who knows? They, it's probably not as clear either. Oh, I'm sure. They yeah. probably haven't had to divulge that information like they do the ownership 
Great. Let me kill the music. And I, I want to. I, I mentioned that I wanted to continue on, kind of talking about like how we got from the the actual press, yeah, holding people accountable, holding politicians or uh, corporations accountable for their actions, to and actually reporting news, right? Real news. <laughs> that, I mean, that's yeah. a big difference there. I miss those days. Like actually. Doing real journalism, yeah. Digging like into I said, shit. I, you know, I remember growing up as a kid, and again, it's like before dinner, you know, Dan Rather coming on the CBS News, and and you, it's like this guy was part of the family, you yeah. know, and Walter we trusted, Crockett. yeah. It's like you know, uh, Ted Koppel, Peter Jennings, you know, these are household names, and now it's like, you know, well, Dan Rather went off the deep end pretty quick when Bush became president, really? and you know, Jennings died, and anyways, you know, they're there are no real journalists anymore. You know, they just spoon feed what is they're told to. Well, they probably died because the the people that wanted to take over, <laughs> right? The, yeah, the media right. killed them off. Of them. They killed them off. Absolutely, they Hillary Clinton them for sure. <laughs> so I got this uh, article from Harvard Business Review. It talks about the rise of partisan media changed how companies make decisions, and it talks about how we went from like local level media. Right. Or the actual press, like we were talking about, yeah. to corporate media as we know it, or mass, like mass corporate media, the way it is the, today. Twenty-four hour news cycle. Yeah, yeah, and that's a that's a big th- part of it was mm-hmm. cable media. Cable mm-hmm. news is what changed all of it. Oh yeah, it was the game changer. So this says the media landscape in the U.S. has changed in important ways over the last fifty years. So subtle, it, some subtle and some not subtle at all. And these changes have affected how businesses talk about themselves, how they release information, and even the strategic decisions they make. In a recent study, we document how the rise of partisan media shifted the decision uh, decisions that companies made. Our findings demonstrate that the company act, companies act differently depending on what sort of media is paying attention. That's interesting. Companies themselves, corporations themselves, change the way their behavior yeah. depending on what media is looking That's at crazy. them. In the 1970s, back in the Nixon day days. of, back in the real, the good old days of news, yes. Ron Burgundy style, Mm-mm. broadcast television was the primary source of news for most people. It was generally devoid of partisan slant and was more accessible to less educated people than print media counterparts. As a byproduct of being glued to the entertainment programs offered by broadcast television, a broader set of Americans were exposed to the news than they otherwise would have been. So when it when it came to the television, the mm-hmm. less the less educated had more opportunity to right. realize what's going on yeah. in the world because that the newspaper readers were the more educated. Yeah. That makes sense. You and, know, you get a little uh, wheel of fortune, throw in some some broadcast news. Yep. Move into Three's Company. Yep says, a subset of these people became more motivated to go to the polls, and in part because the news coverage they were exposed to was relatively centrist, their votes contributed to less partisan elections during that time period. So, Sounds beautiful. Yeah, it, it majorly affected the, the voting Yeah, because it wasn't partisan. It was just reporting the news. So mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like the local elections now, you don't get... I mean, you can you can tell based on what they're right. saying, but you don't get that Democrat Republican right. thing. You, yeah, you follow kind of what their 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 morals and their ideals and stuff. Yeah, and, and actually, this year is the first year 
that our own local election has been called partisan. Yeah. And and I think a lot of that has trickled down from what's going on nationally. It, is. it absolutely is. It says the 1980s and 90s brought transformational change to the media landscape. Cable television networks such as CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News are all our favorites. The three, the Big trifecta weeks. there, um, were born during this period, so in the 80s and 90s. The emergence of these networks provided viewers with a viable alternative to broadcast news. So instead of getting yeah. the same old shit every night, they it brought yeah. this alternative. And not only did it bring the alternative, it brought the echo chamber with it. Right. And it sucked people in because it's like, great, now I can watch something that I agree with. Right. And I can follow something that's following the things that I agree with and mm-hmm. my my political stance on this. Mm-hmm. And and so that just bred this yeah, this and, echo chamber. And I don't remember Fox and MSNBC at that time, but I do remember CNN and I remember um, Desert Storm. Mm-hmm. And I remember the, the coverage of the um, Patriot missiles nailing uh, Baghdad and, uh, and, and raining down on Iraq um, well, the, during the, that time. The, that was the, the birth of the 24-hour n- news cycle, and that was yeah, uh, right. the creation of the, oh, the babies in the incubators, that all... Right came out of the yeah. mainstream media which mm-hmm. pushed the group think that we need to go into yeah. Iraq and take right. out Saddam Hussein that yeah. that that was probably the one of the initial major events of group think yeah. yeah birthed out of yeah the 24 hour news cycle birthed from um news mm-hmm. was was the gulf war right yeah because that's the time frame well, it th- came th- out. And this is the first, I mean, this is Bush, for the first Bush. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, and everybody was for that, you know, because. Because group thing. Right. Because, uh, yeah, Iraq was, they were invading Kuwait. They were like, you know, Saddam Hussein was, was the big bad guy. And we were going to go get him. And, yeah, so it was CNN had 24-hour coverage uh, of the missile launches. And everybody was glued to their television to watch that shit. And I'm not saying this is the first war we joined because of groupthink. You look at any no, communist no, war yeah. that we were part of was due to um, right. uh, the blacklist, and that was that was all groupthink. I'm right. saying this is the first groupthink coming from the 24-hour news cycle, yeah. right? Involving a war was the the Gulf War there. Yeah. It says um, the emergencies, the emergences of these networks provided viewers with a viable alternative to broadcast news. Cable news outlets differed from their broadcast counterparts in that they offered a more partisan brand of news coverage. I, I guess local news, at the time at least, it it really couldn't be that polarized because right. there was only so many options. You had like two, three. You, you right. might have, if you had a good antenna, yeah, got channels. all three of them, yeah, ABC, right. NBC, and um, um, yeah, it was CBS. Yeah, ABC, yeah, NBC, CBS were the three big, and then Fox had their nine o'clock yeah. news. Well, at some and point. then we—I remember living in New York. We had uh, it was WGN. We got oh, the right. Chicago Channel for some reason, and then uh, I couldn't remember what the New York Channel was hmm. that we would get. So yeah, you got you you couldn't be so polarized because mm-hmm. you're still you're trying to compete for the viewers, yeah, right? When it's cable news, that's that's a different story because you're reaching the entire right. country, and you can. Be as biased as you want, and you know you're going to pull on that side. Mm-hmm. Says the end of the fairness doctrine in 1987, which mm. I had no idea what that was, so I looked it up. If it'll pull up, the fair FCC fairness doctrine 
Um, it basically said it was a policy that required the holders of broadcast licenses both to present controversial issues of public importance and do so in a manner that fairly reflected differing viewpoints. Okay. That was a doctrine of the FCC. Okay. And then in 1987, right about the time the 24-hour news cycle came yep. out, they ended that fairness doctrine. And that would have been Reagan years. Yeah, so they no longer had to give differing viewpoints. It, it didn't say they had to have equal right. balance. Yeah. It just said you had to give kind of a little bit of the other hmm. side. I wonder what the reasoning was to get rid of it. I don't know. I didn't, like, I didn't have time to dig that gotcha. much. I just okay. wanted to know what it was. Then that, and also the relaxation of ownership constraints in 1996, which the FCC regulates a percent, like one company can only own a certain percentage of, or a certain amount of media outlets. Okay. Well, they've kind of, since 1996, under Bill Clinton, relaxed that. So that's when these companies started monopolizing and um, centralizing and becoming the big six that we know today. Yeah. Because of the end of that fairness doctrine and the end of, or the relaxation of those constraints on ownership. It says, and technological developments that reduce the use of radio as a medium for music also help fuel the popularity of conservative talk radio. I didn't realize that. Talk radio came because people started listening to music on other things, not the radio. Yeah. So they had to fill those spots with something. And then comes along conservative talk radio. So a lot of shit went yeah. happened right, right, right there in that, that 20-year period. Yeah, in that, that decade, mm -hmm. between mid-'80s to mid-'90s, a lot of things happening with technology, with some mm -hmm. uh, the FCC regulations, and then the birth of mm -hmm. cable news. To make this what it is today. And they killed the Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck that. As with cable news, talk radio offered listeners a more partisan slant. As a result of these changes, individuals that identified strongly with a political party had a plethora of partisan news options at their disposal that they never had before because they only had right. three options before. To shed light on the fact—I'm not going to read this, this—, this points out like an example with Fox News and the right. founding of Fox News and how Fox News, the, the biggest thing here was Fox News came out and was created because it was very transparent and it, it says in its view that existing media outlets had left-leaning slant and it intended to provide balance by being the right sure. slant for that. And then that turned into what we know today as Fox News and CNN and yeah. MSNBC says Fox News was introduced in 96 and by 2000 was broadcast in geographic markets that housed 50% of U.S. publicly traded companies. So they just took it by storm. Yeah. says, in our paper, the effects of media slant on firm behavior forthcoming in the Journal of Financial Economics, we examined uh, actions that Democratic-leaning companies headquartered. Now, oh, this is still talking about Fox News. I'm going to scroll down. says, much has changed. Since 1998 to 2003 time period that forms the focal point of our research, cable news networks and talk radio have continued their partisan brand of news coverage. For every Fox News and Rush Limbaugh show, an NBC and Ed Schultz show has emerged as a major player. So now it's not you're not talking about Rush Limbaugh and Ed Schultz. You're talking about the Rachel Maddow's right. and uh, oh, what's the Fox News guy? Uh, Tucker Carlson. Tur the Tucker Carlson's out there, um, which he's 
gotten bigger than um, yeah. Sean Hannity. Yeah, he's kind of the the voice now of he, Fox. Yeah, he's the poster child of uh, conservative yeah. news. Out Which is there. funny because he used to have a show on um, I think it was MSNBC or um, one of those, and then and Rachel Maddow was a guest on his show on a regular basis. Weird. Yeah, it was funny. How does that work? Yeah, I, I don't remember. So that, that again goes to them bumping shoulders and being uh, like kind yeah. of meeting halfway, and now you get to this point yeah. now where they hate each other, yeah. arch enemies, and it still makes you wonder if they go and have, have beers afterwards. Oh, after yeah, they fuck right. up the entire yeah, country, right. yeah, they go out like, and have beers. Whoa, yeah. that that was a zinger you said the other day. I got to tell you. Yep. Says these developments have also influenced traditional print media outlets, including major national newspapers like the Wall Street Journal and New York Times, which are now more likely to be perceived as partisan in some of their news coverage. That's because they are owned by those mm-hmm. same people. Exactly. The growth of the Internet in the last 20 years also played a significant role in the advancement of partisan media. Partisan inter- Internet outlets are now commonplace and are relied on as a source of information by a large group of people. Given shifting demographics and technological changes in the way media is consumed, it's likely that Internet-based media outlets, including social media, will take an even bigger role in the future. I don't know how long ago this was written, but it's taken pretty pretty huge yeah, role now. right. Says 50 years ago, we had relatively few partisan media outlets. Today, we have far more. This shift has arguably contributed to more partisan elections. I mean, that makes perfect sense there. Mm-hmm. The media is what creates these partisan elections because when you look back in the 70s, when the, the media wasn't partisan, people were out voting yeah. more on the center line or more across lines mm-hmm. and not having these super polarized elections like we see now but when you have polarized media where everybody's only listening to their side of the story you polarize the election cycle let me ask you this fairness doctrine Mm -hmm. something worth putting in or is it infringement on free speech I don't. I don't even know if it really even matters at this point. Yeah, you, you think it's just too far gone? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Yeah, really. I mean, I think as much as the media lies, even if they threw in their um, alternative side to it, they would spin it in a lie to because they they it was up to be reinstated back in um, two thousand twelve, I think mm-hmm. two thousand eleven. And um, and I remember listening to uh, Glenn Beck at the time, and talked about how it would be a bad thing, because then he would have to um, bring in lib- liberal commentators, and how he felt like that it would be infringing on his free speech to do that. Right. Um, I think this is my mom. Oh. I would guess. I, it says I read that it's orange cats, and it sounds like something my mom would. Make her name as. <laughs> okay. um, I read that they eliminated the fairness doctrine because it supposedly hurt the public interest and violated free speech. Rights of broadcasters. So basically what what, we, what you were asked. saying there. Okay. And then she left dot, dot, dot. Okay. So I had to show that. <laughs> In fairness, I had to show the dot, dot, dot. So, yeah, yeah. I think there is obviously a case to be made that it would. Yeah. It would. But again, even if they did reimpose it, it would just be... I, as much as they twist the media these days, they would twist right. that too. Yeah, right. They'd be like, and on the other side of news, which is bullshit. Um. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so again, it says, we had relatively few partisan media outlets. Today we have more. The shift 
contributed to more partisan elections and political discourse in the U.S. While partisan media has both supporters and detractors, there is little doubt that it had measurable effect on how we make decisions. Firms, for example, have responded to this trend by using very different forms of communication, such as Twitter or Facebook, and have created investor relation departments to better manage information they share. So this is just talking about how com- yeah. companies take advantage of that, knowing mm-hmm. this stuff. Uh, anyway, the whole point of this is it used to not be partisan media, and right. you didn't have these echo chambers that created these mess, messy elections. Right. We still had messy elections. I mean, look at like Kennedy-Nixon election, right. yeah. which was the first televised right. debates. Yeah. Surprise, like, coincidentally talking yeah. about A lot of the, people thought that's why Nixon lost to Kennedy is because Kennedy was a better-looking guy. Yeah, and Nixon refused to put on makeup, yeah. and he looked sickly, and he looked yeah. nervous up there. Um, he didn't want to look like a... A fairy in his makeup, right? I, he probably used more work out for you, der- Dick. <laughs> probably used more derogatory terms. I'm sure. I don't want to look like no fag. Yeah, you know, you know how Nixon was. Oh yes. So there's that. That's so, interesting. How how do you think that affects groupthink? Oh, how I do you mean, think that it, plays into groupthink? Like think? you said, it, it creates the echo chamber. It it it, to, it dev- makes the divide. You know, you have broadcasters are now able to express their 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 agendas right because you don't want to infringe on their free speech but at the same time it takes away any kind of um accountability that they would have to yes. deliver the truth yes and so i i think i think that it it doesn't infringe on your free speech if you're if you are a journalist and a broadcaster you have a responsibility to try to come across as impartial as possible and your opinion doesn't matter when you're delivering the news. It's like if you're in the military, you can't come out against the president, mm. right? You may want to. Is that, is that an infringement on free speech? I think so, but technically you're property of the government, so... Right, okay. So if you're a journalist, you're property of the, the network, and you have responsibility to give an impartial view of the news, in or my at opinion... Least, at least even tell... A biased form of the truth. Right. That would be enough for me. Absolutely. If you just, e- even if you are as left-leaning or as right-leaning yeah. as, as you want, if you just fucking tell the truth, right. that would be fantastic, and that would yeah, that would put us so much closer to where we need to be. Absolutely. But instead, and, and it really seems to me, when we look at the news nowadays, that it's not, it goes beyond uh, an agenda. It's more like, let's, let's, Let's see how much we can shape the public view. Right. Right. Let's see how much we can fuck with people to get them to follow what we want them to think. Well, the problem is, and this circles back to the six corporations that run the media. Yeah. When corporations, major billionaire, billion dollar, multi-billion dollars corporations run the media, information is now a product they're selling. Right. It's not us trying to tell you what's going on. We are selling a product now. Yeah. And the way to get people to buy it is to give them the product they want. So we right. have to feed them yeah. the information that they want, not the information that's actually the yeah. truth out there. So we need to sell them this product. Yeah. And since when when information became a product for sale, that's when it yeah. all went out the window. Right. But you have that that segment of people, you and I are are with them. They're like, you know what? We don't like that product you're selling. We're gonna go look 
in smaller markets to try to find the information. But when those smaller markets are owned by the bigger, same bigger markets, right, right. But you have like like zero hedge out there, mm-hmm. right? Or you know, um, you know, and corporations like that that are it's more independent. Out there, sure, yeah, it's it, out there. You got to find. You have to go out and visibly try to find it. But it's so manipulative when even the smaller. I mean, they're bigger, but like Huffington Post right. is owned by right. the same yeah. owners right. of some of these big media. Like the even the people that want to go look for right. a little bit, like do some research on their own, find the same companies that own right. the same media yeah. sources. Yeah. Unless you really dig for it, yeah. it's damn near impossible to find right. one that's not connected Absolutely. to those. But then on the other token side of it, it's like, you know, if if you do go outside the big six, right? Mm-hmm. Then you're you're fringe, yeah, right. You're oh, a conspiracy yeah. theorist, right? Because you don't want to believe what the big six are selling. Is it? I wonder who owns Spotify. Which one of them, if any of them, owns Spotify? I don't know. Why do you say? Why do you ask? Just because uh, Joe Rogan picked up that giant multi-million dollar contract solely to Spotify, so it made me wonder um, which one owns them. Um, but then back to the this media consolidation. Ever since then, now. The billionaires that run the media are the ones that are bumping shoulders with the politicians. Mm-hmm. So instead of keeping them accountable now, the the owners bump shoulders with them. Uh, the The media is who gets the politicians elected. Yes, and then they make then the politician then makes decisions in the interest of the billionaires that own the media. So yeah. it's this vicious cycle. The the billionaires at the top are the ones making these decisions for us. And not surprisingly, what wouldn't surprise me is these same billionaires are probably the ones that are going to the big big conferences, the big summits and stuff that are, uh, you know, the world-changing summits, the one where they decide what they're going to make us do to save the planet. Those are probably those same people that are bumping shoulders in those those circles that actually make world decisions— yeah, they're they're influencing those people instead of holding those people accountable. They're influencing those people on their behalf, yeah. and that's when things get ugly. And then they just push these agendas down the tunnel through their media into our mushy brains, and we become these drones that follow this groupthink mentality. What you got? Oh, um. Looks like Spotify, uh, they are owned by six separate parties. Um, The firm's co-founders, Daniel Elk and Mark and Lorenzo, own 30% Tencent Holdings Limited, uh, owns 9%, and a run of three asset management specialists, Bally, Gifford, Morgan Stanley, and T. Rowe Price Associates. So big investment banks. Yeah. Same with Twitter. Twitter is primarily owned by, like, big investment banks, like... uh, uh, shit, who's on the Blackstone group was one of them. There, yeah. There's a lot of shady shit around the Blackstone group. Um, I think Morgan Stanley was one of them. Okay. So, <coughs> so apparently, Universal Music Group and Sony Music Entertainment own jointly own uh, between six and seven percent of it. And Sony owns a ton of the media too. Yeah, and yeah, and Universal is part of the NBC stuff. So I guess let's switch from. Us old people news okay. to social media because that's where everything is now. Unfortunately. Social media and the obvious echo chambers created from social media. How much worse? I mean, you think it's bad 
the echo chambers formed by we talked about them selling their product to the buyers and mm -hmm. only giving the information to the people that want that information and and vice versa they tell the network what they want to hear and it just goes back right. and forth creating this major echo chamber this major groupthink yeah. mentality easy to push agendas down through those right. kinds of people how much worse is it now that we have social media i, I would argue that it it's <laughs> taken off big time with social media um that i i think we had talked about uh, 2008 is when we really started to see a big divide and that is when Facebook really took off. I was going to say, that's about the time frame Facebook, because we didn't have this problem with MySpace. There weren't no. the al algorithms. No. You didn't. T Tom did not <clears throat> fuck with people. You didn't even see other people's walls. No, no, and you didn't see news. Like There weren't news feeds through there. Pa fa uh, MySpace didn't come up with a m fi uh, news feed until Facebook came out oh, okay. and had their news feed. I, I missed or that. Or their... Their Facebook wall. Remember, it used to be called the wall, I Facebook so. wall, yeah. or yeah. something like that. MySpace right. came out with their own, where you could see what other people were posting and stuff. Okay. Shortly before they went defunct, and Tom went and yeah retired on a Caribbean island or something, um, said, "Fuck y'all, you guys yeah, betrayed me. I'm I tried, out. I tried to make the world a better yeah. place for you and make it so you could have your own space here that was customizable and you could think for yourself yeah. and design this to your own specs." And you went with cookie cutter Facebook. Yeah. Goodbye. I'm done. Yeah. You talk, you brought up the algorithms. Yes. Do you think do you think the uh echo chambers come more from us organically following people and uh following people that we like, or do you think it comes more from the algorithms? I think it comes more from the algorithms. You think so? Yeah, I do. Because um for instance, after the Rittenhouse trial, I had always kind of peeked in on MSNBC. Mm -hmm. I liked NBC, MSNBC as a page so I could get more of their, their stuff just mm -hmm. to kind of see what was going on. Since I've done that, the number of liberal posts and like um, like suggestions that pop up in my newsfeed yep. has, I would say, probably quadrupled. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and they only show you content of things oh, that right. you follow. And you can they'll even pop up a thing now that's like, you want to see more things like this? Or do you want to mm. block things like this? Yeah. Click here. And you can be like, no, nah, I don't like that opinion, so I'm going to yeah. hide that there. Yeah. I mean, there is a conscious decision you're making to some of it because right. you're going and looking up some of this. That's but, true. And we do, like I say, gravitate towards like-minded. Right. But the algorithms... Get to the point where they're only showing you yeah. that. Sh it's it's like YouTube. YouTube algorithms have gotten so shitty. Yeah. Because you used to say you played like Aerosmith. Right. It would the next video would be something like that. Yeah. And then something similar to that, and you get this nice Little track playlist. of similar like '80s yeah. rock music. Now, whatever you have played for yesterday or. Mm -hmm. Those will be your playlist indefinitely. Right. So you, yeah. and unless you start intentionally like going out and finding stuff and re, reforming that algorithm, yeah. like it'll eventually find its way back to those same songs yeah. that you listen to. And so you just hit play and that, it just play the next. Eventually, yeah. it's just like, why are we listening to the same shit yeah. for a We've three thousandth day? A lot. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, and I, I've gotten pissed because my my wife likes country music. Mm -hmm. And so she will listen to the country music, and so then I'll put on my playlist, and there will be country music mixed in. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> so we already know 
how much power we we witnessed in the last four to eight years, I'd say, the power that social media holds over the elections alone. Yes. We talked about how the biased media holds power over polarizing elections. Fast forward to, what, 2016, 2020, the social media poll on polarizing elections between the algorithms that shift you towards only seeing things, selling that product to you, Mm -hmm. you don't even know you're being sold it with that because it's just like, oh, shit, that's kind of cool. Let me click on that. And you click on that, and they're like, oh, you like that. Here, Mm -hmm. have... 8,000 more articles talking oh, yeah. about the same uh, thing. Well, and we even tar- argued that it, it, it listens to us because we'll talk about something and then we'll go on and I'll be like, oh, okay. There have been times <laughs> I have thought about something yeah. and I've gone on and oh, there's I know. an ad for it. It's, it's like, scary what, as hell. What the hell, Facebook? It, yeah. But yeah, it, elections. Yeah. Like this last election cycle, how much of that spurred from or spawned out of oh, yeah. social media? Yeah. The direction, the, the echo chamber of. Well, Donald Trump's a racist or whatever. I mean, all that shit came out of social media well, yeah. or Be- before 2000 and I don't know, 15, let's say. Donald Trump was a hero mm-hmm. to the American people. I mean, he he guest starred on a number of sitcoms, guest starred in Home Alone, right. too. I think he was on Friends. I mean, he was he was all over the place, right? right. He was he was a, an American icon. I would say. But then the media got a hold of him. Mm -hmm. And somehow he became one of the greatest racists in American history. Yeah. Right? And uh, and fraudulent, corrupt, womanizer. I mean, name it. The stuff we uh, knew he already was. Right. We knew that he was, but you know what? So was all of Hollywood. And, uh, and nobody said jack shit. Right, yeah, right. He was buddies with Bill Clinton, and everybody knows what a piece of shit Bill Clinton right. was. And, and so, it, it, but that's how the echo chamber changed, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, Donald Trump is is now up against Clinton. He's not. He's a Republican now. He's not somebody we want on our side. So all of a sudden, the echo chamber changed, and all of a sudden, he became a villain. Yeah, yeah. And then, well, he was like godly. Republican hero on one side yeah. that that had to have come from social media. Where that oh, right. where did that yeah. come from? I know, right? He where did Donald the Trump coming? be the saint of evangelical yeah, Christians? I know, and because he's the least <laughs> evangelical Christiany person that I've ever yes. seen. Is <laughs> not the person I would think that the conservative Christian yeah. sphere or echo chamber would invite. Or yeah. allow into their echo chamber yeah. and be like, look at this guy. That, I mean, that had to have been pushed down. Oh, yeah. That Absolutely. had to have yeah. been force-fed through these. Yeah. And and they start out small, and they introduce it, and then they, they infiltrate it, and they mm-hmm. start getting your brain yeah. kind of accustomed to this stuff. And then it just comes flowing in. It's just like, and here's Donald Trump. It's like, yeah. oh. Oh, he, oh yeah, that godly man that's going to clean up yeah. uh, the corrupt Washington, D.C. Yeah. Saying all the right words. Yeah. I mean, can't you imagine, I mean, what Donald Trump was thinking? I mean, he was so close to Larry King, right? Larry mm-hmm. King is a journalistic icon, mm-hmm. I would say. And then all of a sudden, I wonder what Larry King thought. Yeah. When all, all of a sudden, they started villainizing well, I, I Donald Trump. I think he Trump. came out and said, um, he's not... That yeah, guy, right? He is not that guy they're saying he is. Yeah, I've I've known him for most of my yeah. life, and, and, and that's that when guy. they killed Larry King. <laughs> there you go. That's it right there. 
Um, social media, uh, echo chamber. Yeah. What about trending? Like trending on Twitter, trending right. on Facebook. Yeah. Do you think that's actually trending, or you think no. that's uh, uh, man-made or artificial? I, I think it's artificial. I, I think it goes along with the Google algorithm, right? When you type in something in the Google bar and they put up whatever the the hot topic is. Yeah, right? they trend whatever. Right. It, it's completely manufactured. Yeah. Well, like you get certain stories. It, it's it's similar to like the fashion industry. Right. And this pisses me off with the fashion industry because you'll see ads that's like. Trending for 2022 is going to be this style. Mm-hmm. It's just like, no, that's not trending. You're telling yeah, people right. that that's what jeans. Nobody wants yeah. those. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, and I've tried to explain this to my oh everyone. No, that's because yeah, the marketers told you that everybody's wearing this. They told everybody that at the same time right. that everybody is wearing yeah. this when nobody was wearing it. But then everybody yeah. believes that right. everybody is wearing it. Then they got to go yeah. out and They're wear like, that. They go out back and there's a freaking shipping container of mom jeans. And they're like, shit, we need to sell these. Yeah. <laughs> well, we found this. We found this from the 80s. Uh, how can we? Yeah. Let's just, it's just the new hot it, thing. This it's is the new trend. <laughs> yeah. And the word trend means absolutely nothing right. anymore. So when yeah. I see something is, oh, trending on, on YouTube or trending yeah. on Twitter, it's just like, no, that's just because somebody, yeah. some corporation decided, I want people to hear this information, yeah. so I'm going to say that it's trending. Yeah. Then your whole feed is going to be filled with that yeah. because it's trending. And the stuff that doesn't, the stuff they don't want you to hear, mm-hmm. they block that out, they ban it, they shadow it, or they make it less exposed. Mm-hmm. They expose you to the trends, quote-unquote, word of the day, trend. Yeah. Um, the trending information that they want you to have. Yeah. They want to feed to you, and that that falls right back on the election. With um, how quick did Hunter Biden's laptop start trending immediately right. overnight, or uh, <laughs> Donald Trump and the P gate? Right, you yeah. remember the P gate? Yeah, I remember the P gate. How? Yeah. Or his tiny hands and his yeah. tiny right, you know, whatever. Um, trending yeah. immediately, mm-hmm. and you could say so, the most profound thing in the world, and you could have probably a million followers mm-hmm. say the most profound thing, and that could get no traction because oh, Twitter says, yeah. That's not what we want people to hear. Yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting. Uh, after after Trump was elected, there is a um, holiday. Uh, hallelujah. 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 Um, Hollywood <laughs> producer. His name is Riaz Patel. He's a, a Muslim uh, Hollywood producer. He's uh, he's a gay man, married, has a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and after Trump was elected, he was like shocked. He was like desolate. Like he could not believe America was so hateful and racist. Oh, of course. And so he decided to fly around the country and interview people for a documentary to find out why why there's so much hate in America. Mm-hmm. And what he found out was there was no hate in America, <laughs> and he was really surprised. And so I had he had come on the Glenn Beck show a couple times and talked, and um, and he had his own little show and. And so Glenn Beck would ask him, like, why he was such a big supporter of, of Barack Obama. And he's like, you know, because he's this righteous guy, you know, and everything. He's like, well, have you heard of the Fast and the Furious? Have you heard of Benghazi? Have yeah. you heard of... And started, and he's like, I've never heard of any of that stuff. It's, it, isn't that insane? Yeah, yeah. And that just shows, like, the polarization of the information people are are exposed to. They're not yeah. even exposed to the stuff because between their own pull yeah. towards their side, only right. wanting to hear their side, and then social media algorithms on yeah. top of that, they're not even seeing this shit. And then Absolutely. the people on the other side are like, 
how the hell have you heard of Benghazi? Because that's all we've been right. shoved in our face for the last yeah. two years now. Yeah, <clears throat> and, and that's the two the two different worlds the algorithm has created. Mm-hmm. And just think about that in the the view of the metaverse when we're all going to be just oh, engulfed in it. How polarized it would be then, it's because be, your entire yeah. life is the metaverse, and so your entire life is. I mean, they talked about like just going into the space that you want to be in and just yeah. separating. I mean. Shit, you could make whatever world. You could have a world if you want it. Not that I want. You could live in a world full of digital Nazis yeah. if you want it. I mean, wh- yeah. I, do you think they'd stop that? Is there any point to even stopping that? That's a good question. I don't know. Or on the other extreme, like, you know, you just build whatever world and fu- yeah. be in whatever group you want. But yeah. then I, I guess could you go take over, like, some little... Jewish community in the metaverse. I I, I don't know how it works. Or yeah, are you... I, I don't know. <laughs> Will everybody? You know, can you do a universe where everybody looks like um, you know, like in Community, the human beings, the mascot for the college, where there's yeah. like no gender, no race. It's <laughs> well, like that's just how this it is. Androgynous being. That's how it'll be. That's how it absolutely will be. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we got social media is the biggest. I think it is influencer and, of group thing. And it, it's amazing to me. Like I will see people totally disown their families for oh, things yeah. that they they it, like there is a, a gal she was a um uh, one of my youth kids and she totally disowned uh, half of her family because they were trump supporters that's and, crazy and she didn't want to have anything to do with them because they were hateful and she didn't want to be associated with people that that were hateful do you remember any any of that back in like no. the 90s where no. if you voted for george hw yeah no. Then, and not Bill Clinton. People yeah. hated on you for that. No, no, or just, I mean, there was probably people that went back and forth. Mm. But yeah. I, I mean, my family is split down the middle. I've got Hillary supporter, a diehard Hillary supporter in my family. Well, I guess she did get a, to the point where she uh, wouldn't talk to anybody in my family during the Hillary Clinton. But yeah. that was during the days of social media and stuff. Right. But um, back. In the 90s and stuff, I mean, we all knew that yeah. my grandpa was a diehard Republican and people yeah. still went to Christmas dinner and ate Christmas yeah. dinner and we were fine with it. Yeah. I mean, people didn't really even talk politics that much. Right. Yeah, right. Even in person. Because yeah. people have a lot more courage on social media, too, behind oh, their keyboards. Yeah. Right. They can say whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. But when it gets out in the real world, yeah. that's when I think groupthink wasn't as prominent because... Mm-hmm. People didn't like spread. The, right. You didn't have the influencer too. That's another thing: is social media influencers. Mm-hmm. You get those oh, yeah. like celebrities that get out there, or it's not even celebrities anymore. Any anybody can oh, become yeah. a social media influencer. Yeah. Like some YouTuber can become a politician now because yeah. I mean, fuck. I'd say AOC is probably our first YouTube uh, social media influencing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, congressperson. Yeah. You get people like that that social media influencers, everybody will just bite on like grab onto whatever they say. Mm-hmm. And what do you who do you think's influencing those people? Yeah. To get them to that part. It's just right. like trending. I, yeah. it makes me wonder how does this this kid become a millionaire on YouTube mm-hmm. for saying the stupid shit right. without yeah, well, without it, the, the the overlords right. allowing this I was or pushing say, them like, this. like Greta Thunberg. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So, it it, I mean, I think 
social media, it, it's only getting worse. It is. Because, first of all, social media just straight up turns your brain to mush. Mm-hmm. And I notice this with TikTok. You get kids that just do this through videos, videos. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. Well, then they started catering to us old fucks and put the reels on Facebook. And guess I what I that. find myself doing <laughs> yeah, a lot? I know. Scrolling I know. through the freaking videos. Yeah, I know. And I'm just like, what am I doing? Yeah, I know. Like, this week, most of the time that I've been late for work was because I was scrolling through videos <laughs> on Facebook. And I'm just like, dude, I'm turning into that. Yeah. It's turning your brain to mush. Yeah. And then while you're at it, Facebook can also like pour some of this agenda into your brain mm-hmm. while you're scrolling through shit. Yeah. I mean, we've been doing this with Facebook for oh, years. Yeah. We, yeah. we can't say anything different. No, no. We can't say, oh, those kids just scrolling through videos when we've been... Yeah, I know. I mean, I think... Yeah. People our age and younger just naturally do this in their sleep now. <laughs> yeah. Scroll by, scroll by, scroll by. Yeah. Next story, next story. Well, yeah. I mean, they don't have the patience to to, you know, sit and and read anything anymore. It's just, you know, they just want that that 3 second clip. That's why it's easy for the media corporations to just give a headline mm-hmm. no matter how true or false it yeah. is. And people just be like, "Oh, did you hear oh, yeah. this?" It's like, "Well, oh, yeah. did you actually That's freaking read the Why they you- see the the headline that, you know, uh, white supremacist kills three BLM uh, um, protesters, protesters yeah. and everybody assumes he's a white supremacist. And they're black. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it, like I said, first they turn our brain to mush, and then they mm-hmm. spoon-feed us whatever they want. Yeah. And it's getting worse with, like, what is it, Generation Z, our kids? So, yeah, I think that's I, where I think it is, so. yeah. Um, like, my daughter will come to me and be like, just give me this off-the-wall, like— history lesson or did you know that blah 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 and i was just like no that didn't mm-hmm. happen yeah it did yeah it did where'd you hear that on tiktok <laughs> if your primary source of information is tiktok you're yeah i'm sorry yeah right i'm not even if it was even if it was aristotle was on on <laughs> twitter or yeah. uh tiktok and giving his grand philosophies right if you say, hey, I heard this from Aristotle on TikTok, I would be like, you know, fuck you. <laughs> Give me a better source. <laughs> yeah, right. It's ridiculous. It, it I mean, and that's that's where this whole echo chamber, this whole group think has mm-hmm. gotten, is <laughs> perpetuated through not only big corporations yeah. with, that own all the media, but also social media, which is also ran yeah. by, what, three major corporations themselves. Yeah, right. And they are now the gatekeepers of all information. information. Yeah. Yeah. And like like I said, you don't have to go burn down a fucking yeah. newspaper stand or a newspaper truck now to keep a flow of information. You just got to go click. Yeah. It's gone. It's gone just like that. Yeah. And I, the politicians love it. Yeah, you know, you know what I think I'm going to do after Thanksgiving going into Christmas season. Hmm. I'm going to delete all news channels from my Facebook feed. Yeah. And just just through the Christmas season, just to to unplug from the bullshit that they try to feed me. Hmm. Can you do that? Can you remove I them from don't Facebook? No. <laughs> it's like, did you ever see the South Park episode where he tried to delete Facebook and he got sucked into like his computer? <laughs> in fa- like, you can't delete Facebook. Yeah, you can remove it, but you can't delete yeah. your profile. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's. Po- I don't. They, I don't know, I don't know well, if they allow that. Like, if I look at my channel, I would say ninety percent of it is news stories. Yeah, I, that. It's not no longer cat videos anymore. It's just right, and it's the same. But it's like you know. But it's even like, you know, I have like four hundred friends, and I only see maybe maybe ten of their stories and stuff, and the rest is just news stuff that or or shopping stuff 
that pops up or suggestions. It's like, you know, so it's like if I got rid of all those news, would I see more of like other friends that are on there somewhere? I don't know. Can you reset the algorithms? I don't know. Can That's you a good do question. a cold reset on unplug it and plug it back in on <laughs> Facebook? Is that possible? I don't know. I don't know. We got to wrap this up, but are we guilty of groupthink ourselves? Yes. I think everybody is. I think everybody I think is. I think it's undeniable. Yeah, especially if you're on social media yeah. at all. Right. How do you prevent yourself from being sucked into groupthink? I, I don't know, because like I said, I, I subscribe to all the different news channels, whether mm-hmm. I agree with them or not. But a lot of times what I find myself doing when I read the MSNBC or CNN stuff is like, well, that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's what I was going to say. You can, you can unplug like you want to. Yeah. But you're... Always gonna have that guy that gets in your your space yeah. and says this bullshit, and if you disagree with it or don't, I know. Then you have to have a come, and it's almost like people will retreat back to like pull back, yeah, or at least it's like, well, I'm just gonna go find some information to prove them wrong, and then you pull back into that yeah. that that sphere. Yeah. And, and I've been really good the last like month or so of not doing that. Like, you know, because I've seen a lot of people post some dumbass shit yeah. about Rittenhouse. Yeah. And I've been so tempted to get into it just and like, I just no, like, no, I'm just no. going to let it go. And and it's it's hard to do. It, it really is. is. It is. I tell you the biggest thing you can do is just unplug from social media altogether. Yeah. Just like take a break from social media and just I mean, walk away from it, which is yeah. hard to do when you run a podcast because right. you need to get that news. F- <laughs> you got, yeah, you got to get information, and you got to be able. That's our lifeblood is sharing this across it social is. media. I know. So um, it's hard to do, but I maybe take a s- portion but, of your day to un- unplug. I was going to say, but, but what if I create two Facebook pages, right? And I just load one up with the news, and I and I don't have news on go. the other one. And then when I want to get into podcast mode, I go into the news page. What if you created two and you argued back and forth <laughs> with yourself? Then would you be you'd you know be what? unbiased? That's Wouldn't probably you be unbiased? Gonna, that would be unbiased. You're right. I mean, you could pull yourself. Maybe you could pull yourself out of groupthink that way. Yes, by fighting with myself. That's is genius. It, is it possible to pull this country back from this groupthink mentality? Oh boy. You people, comment on this. Let us know if you think it is possible to come back from this. Are we too far gone? And Do we want... I, the problem is people don't want to pull out of this. Well, And that's what I was going to say, is the thing is that we could, if we truly wanted to, if we truly were like, you know, Facebook is a crock of shit, and Twitter, and and I'm tired of it, and I just want to genuinely connect with people. And yes, we could we could turn it off and and, and just, like... Start a conversation with somebody in person, yes. right? Whoa. <laughs> Novel <laughs> concept. Whoa. <laughs> right? Holy shit. Blew but, my but, mind. You know, people are so, they they want that, that connection without the vulnerability yeah. is the problem. Yeah, that's it. Like, they they don't want to expose themselves too yeah. much. They want to hide behind their keyboards. Right. Completely different person behind a keyboard right. than yeah. you know those people to be in real life. Yeah. And... But again, like the only way is, and I the the funny thing, the irony of this is everybody in the world collectively agrees that Facebook and Twitter are shitty yeah. companies. Yeah. But they will go on Facebook and Twitter to say, Facebook is a shitty company, <laughs> right. and it just yes. stays. They just stay in, and we do the You're same right. thing. Absolutely. So yeah. it just is a never-ending cycle. It is. So it is. do it's we just horrible. do we? F- 
fight the group thing. That that's the whole been the point of this show. We I mean, like I said, we are guilty just as much yeah, of groupthink. Our guests have all been people that like side with us. Yeah. I mean, you look at my Twitter feed. And it's not even necessarily intentional. I will go and, like, I follow the president. I follow mm-hmm. Kamala Harris. I follow Hillary Clinton. Yeah, yeah. I follow uh, any, just about anybody that I'm like, I could get information out of this. Yeah. But then you actually start communicating with people mm-hmm. that are like-minded, and you follow them. And follow. Yeah. Your whole Twitter feed is just full of people saying the same shit. It's yeah. not people that are saying yeah. the opposite, usually. And if they are... I mean, they usually get destroyed by the people that are all right. saying the same thing. Even I, I know for a fact our listeners are all people that right. think the same shit yeah, as us. They do. I know. And that's but the whole point of the show has always been like you know think for yourself, right? Not what everybody else is thinking. We don't want you to think like us. That's that's what we need. We need we need a liberal to come on our show. We do, and that way we and we can ask some genuine questions. About why they think the way they do, without belittling them and making them feel like dumbasses. <laughs> Let us know what's a good liberal out there, or yeah. even like a hardline conservative out there. We've had a yeah. couple. We have, we have had a hardline. We had um, that young Republican, uh, that uh, yeah. Gavin, yeah. Gavin uh, Wax, yes, from Wax yeah, Cast, with, yeah, with the young uh, Republicans yeah. Club, right from New, New York. York Young Republicans yeah. Club. Right, right. He was on. Um, we didn't really get into politics too much. We were talking about the, the whole, Occupy. Yeah, the Occupy, uh, I don't know. Yes. It was really important at the time, Well, though. it was when, <laughs> it was when um, the game, the GameStop stuff. With, yes, yes. Yeah, it was all that stuff, and yes. it was all stuff. We were just like, that's hilarious, Let's, and he yeah. was doing protests on it. And yeah. so, Shit, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was a long time that ago. Was. I would like to get, if you have a good contact... Yeah, that is willing to come on and actually give your side. Yeah, and we'll listen. Even take to a communist. Yeah, can we I, get a communist? I, I'll, if if somebody's willing to come on and actually like have some kind of debate. Yeah, like a, a, an actual debate without get, you know getting personal. This isn't a, a gotcha session. No, we just <laughs> want to ask genuine questions. Yes, let us know. Leave a comment. Hit us up somehow yeah. if you if you got a good person yeah. that, that could come on the show it's, it's and okay. just answer some questions. Here's a or com- ask questions. comrade. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I've even because I I mean I do follow a lot of the same things on my Facebook, but there is one pocket, one group on Facebook that is pure communist, and I disagree with probably ninety nine point two percent of what they're saying. But then there are some things. Then I'm like, yeah, no, that makes yeah. sense. Like my, and it's not because of them, but it's, but my mindset has changed on certain things. Like my disdain for corporations mm. probably comes more from the left than it does the right. I would say, okay, like big corporations. I used to be of the mind that it's like, look, billionaires just work their ass off and got to the top, and now I'm more of the mindset that billionaires basically rule the world, right. and they don't care about you, right? Yeah. Yes, there's free markets, but they didn't get there through free markets. They got there right. more from market manipulation, in yeah. my opinion. And right. that's more of a left left leaning yeah. standpoint because the right believes more in right. the, big corporations. Right. But but the and the problem is is that the big corporations are, are in bed with 
the politics, yes. and they both get lots of money off of it, right? And so on both sides too. It's not a true. It's not a true free market because right. of that. No, yeah, absolutely right. So I, I would agree with you on that. So I I do hang out. I don't hang out. I guess I do. <laughs> I do read a lot of the comments in some of those posts just to yeah. be like, that's ridiculous. That's where like the the rent is theft thing came right. from, okay. and yeah. Um, I mean, I can I can honestly see some of their concerns, and yeah. especially through what the media is feeding them, how they could come to these conclusions. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. But then those people are usually the ones that are, are like, libertarians are just fucking Republicans that want to smoke weed, and um, they're all racist, and they're all, they, they want to be pedophiles, and right. crazy shit like that. Yeah. It, there's never the opposite yeah. consideration towards somebody. Like me, I can be like, I can see how I can yeah. see how you think that Absolutely. that would be a better world. Yeah. Ideally, yes, that probably would be a better world, but we right. have people involved. Yeah, and people screw everything. Yes. Yeah. We do got to get out of here though. Group think try, I guess, unplug. Yeah, try, try I don't know. try to unplug, try to don't regurgitate the shit yeah, right. that try to other people say. Genuinely engage with somebody with different viewpoints. Maybe read a couple Yeah. Articles from both sides of the spectrum right. and but, come but up with thoughts. Get, of get your yourself own. out of your echo chamber. Yes, somehow, whatever it takes, get it out of there. And I think we're going to try to do better to get out of our echo chambers. Yeah, I, I think let's uh, what go what year two two thousand twenty two. Yeah. We're going to try to branch out a little bit more and reach out to some people that yeah maybe absolutely. disagree with us more. And like Bill Maurer said, it might be hard to get a liberal to come on our That's show. True. Yeah, and we're not we're not a. Republican show or a conservative no, show no, by any we, we have slammed Donald Trump We've a lot. Slammed the right, we slammed the left. Yes, and we, and we try to. Even though I admit I do have some right leanings, I I, yeah. d- I really do try to see things down the middle of the road as much as possible. Right. Got to get out of here. As always, we are live every Monday night, seven Central Time. I I heard this phrase. Okay. And it was brought up by, oh, I can't think of his freaking name now, another podcast, calling Central Standard Time as Corn Time. And I loved it. Oh, and I feel like I, I like want that. to adapt to Corn Time. I'm down with Corn Time. I, I think we need to make that a thing. I know my brother started saying it. He got it from somebody else. I'm trying to, it's from Break the Cycle podcast with Josh Smith is his name. I, okay. I saw it on Twitter. I haven't heard his podcast, but my brother, I guess, picked it up from him. My brother says Corn Time. I feel like we got to start saying corn. We got to make this a thing. Okay, I'm good with that. Corn time. The C and CST stands for corn time. I'm good with that. 7 p.m. Corn time every Monday night. We are live. Um, uh, Also, we have our weekend wrap up every weekend. That's hence the name weekend wrap up, where we just talk about everything we didn't get to cover in the main episode. Um, Check us out all over social media. Join our Patreon. If you want to support us a little more, join our join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash break the bell. Uh, you can help us out. You can get access to bonus content, some merch, some yeah. some other some other things in there. Um, take advantage of that. We got Christmas special coming up. Get oh, ready for yes. that. Big Christmas special. Be warned. Yes. It's gonna be huge. Huge. It's gonna be big. And it's Thanksgiving week, so and, yes. go be thankful. Go be thankful. That's all we have for today. Have a great rest of your week. Peace. Never stop talking. Goodbye. The Break the Bell Podcast is brought to you by you. 
So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zelinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.